good, everybody? It is your favorite MC slash favorite RT, Iron Up, a.k.a. Flo Rogan, a.k.a. Dr. David Dick Butter. And I'm here with a super, super special guest. First dude that's been in the black and red room since Chris Grant. Been a minute. And I'm here with my man, Esso, Esoteric Fashion, Mr. ESO himself. Welcome to the black and red room, man. I appreciate you, man. I'm truly humble to be here, man. Um, you know, I don't, I don't take situations like this for granted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could have had anybody else on your platform. So I really appreciate you um for for handpicking me to be here. Listen, man, it was actually a kind of an easy selection. You know, I've seen my man has his own, he does live stream on Instagram, which is something that I don't have the heart to do yet. You know what I'm saying? You know, y'all know I talk a lot of shit and there's some things I need to kind of delete sometimes. And my man does it live. So that shows you the the character of this dude. You know what I'm saying? Not to belittle myself, but I can big up my man without belittling myself. I ain't got the heart to do a live stream. How often do you do your show? Um, it was at a time where I was doing it uh I was doing it weekly. Yeah. I was doing uh, well it started off it started off bi weekly. Uh, I was trying to get it to a point that it was weekly and now it's just monthly. Um, and the reason why it's monthly is because, you know, I got a lot of other things right. and projects that I'm working on. Right. And so I still want to give people, I want to give them that work yeah. on that front. Right. But I'm also, there's other things that I'm working on behind the scenes that, you know, um, it's going to come into the fold and everybody's sure. going to understand what it is that I've been working on. But yeah, originally it started off as like a, you know, every two weeks having a guest and it became weekly. Uh, now it's monthly. And so, you mm -hmm. know, just uh, working on some things to try to, you know, re-engage the people and get some new crowds into it. You know, that's the thing about like, everybody sees content creators. They think they're making all this money, which some are. Some are making bread like that, right? Right, right, right. But they don't understand the work it puts behind. Nah, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very um, slow grind. Absolutely. You know, um, not everyone has the... What is it? What is it that they say? They say uh, success is when and when when luck meets op opportunity, mm. right? And so you know, um, some I've never heard that actually. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, so, so, oh no, no, it's what they say when uh, when when luck meets preparation. Okay, excuse I can me. See that. That's what they say. I can they see say that. you know the saying goes when 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 opportunity, luck meets preparation. You know, you got success, right? So you know, um, you know, I I definitely believe that you know. I have something to say, right. you know, I think that I have a voice um, and I'm really mindful of how I wield right. that voice. But there's a responsibility yeah. in it. Right. And I say That's this all fact. the time too, it's like, yo, you and I, we aren't trying to revolt. We aren't on, you know, anything like a big platform like that. We're building our brand. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you're talking to one person, you could be talking to a thousand people, you could be talking to a million. You're not responsible for what blows up. You know, like you never know what can catch fire. That's a fact. That's and a now fact. you're responsible for everything that you say. And uh, I think it was, we were talking about MTR earlier, Mediocre Tutorials and Reviews. And he was talking about Andrew Tate. I don't know if you know what Andrew Tate is. Yeah, I'm familiar. Right. And yeah, I'm a little familiar with him. I don't know him too much. But Tate got um, canceled. But what MTR was saying was when you have a bigger audience, you have more of a responsibility. That's a fact. And when I do a show, like I, I get, I got a nice little fan base for somebody that has no real backing. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it all on my own. But I talk about, I, I speak like I'm speaking to a million people. I don't know who I'm talking to, you know? And I understand the power of a voice. And I know watching a couple of your, your live streams, I haven't tuned in for like an entire episode, but I've tapped in a few times with the, what's the gentleman you talk to? 
um, it's like a life coach or something like that. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, coach Tiz. Right. So right. I've tuned in on a couple of those, and I see how. How can I say this? You are very deliberate with your words, and you take your time. And I've noticed that. Like I've watched you. With me, I'm kind of like rapid fire. Boom, 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 boom. I speak my point. I don't know if it's the rapper in me, but with you, I've seen you take ten second pauses, get the next word out. And for me, I see that as a man that's not only thinking of what he wants to say next, which is why I wanted you on, because I know you're very well thought out, but you also see the weight of your words. You can talk to, you can have a fan base of one person. It could be one person that needs you, and you say something wild, you lost that one person, maybe right. physically, you know? Right. So another reason why I kind of wanted you on the show, man. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you for uh, taking notice of that. I appreciate you for highlighting that. Um, but I think I think that you also are necessary, right? Appreciate like that. in 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 your rapify you know, uh, responses and 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 you know, I think I think that's also necessary, and I think that there is a fan base for that, right? Um, you know, and 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 we gotta we also gotta be kind of mindful what we wish for, right? Because we're building our brands and the and the hope. I'm not saying this is necessarily my hope, right. but for most people that are building a brand, their hope is to eventually to be able to get to a point where they can get sponsorship, yeah. right? They can start getting paid yeah. for, for what they do. But the thing is when you have uh, companies or corporations that start sponsoring you, mm -hmm. I know that that kind of waters down, exactly. you they know, get, your, yourself, right? They can control you yeah. because they pay you now. Right. Right. Even right. though even though they love your content and that's why they're coming to you for. Right. Now, all of a sudden, it becomes a conversation about right. how do we now tailor the yeah, way that you, you can't talk. piss off the sponsor. Right. You can't you can't yeah. you can't piss off the sponsor because the sponsor has an audience that they right. have to report. Well, that's to. what I mean. Like, let's say what I'm saying? you go to Revolt. Revolt is getting sponsorships from Tide. Uh, cleaning and I talk about fucking whatever the other one is Ajax clean. You know I'm from the hood Ajax shit. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm talking about what's the other opposite of tide? Whatever, man, cheer. I'm talking right. about cheer. That's gonna piss off the sponsors that right. are funding the show, so it does get watered down. Right. And for me, like I'm not into that. I don't. I with music shit. I had years ago. I had an option to do. I'm not gonna get into too many details, but I had an option to do lucrative contract, music industry contract. You know what they tell you is not what you get, but right. decent lucrative contract from a major label but they wanted me to sound like d4l i'm like mm. i'm from the bronx i don't know nothing about that right but i also understood well if they're investing the money in they get the control of that right that's not really the real artist so for me it's never been about money for me like what i do here and another reason why i want you to come on here i do this i speak a lot i speak my mind i defend certain things i talk to certain people because i want to learn certain things about things i don't know but i also want people to learn from me Right. And you and I have had different experiences throughout life, whether it be just life, woman, family, career, that I think, you know, I'm a 40-year-old man. You're not 40. Yeah, you're a young spry guy right here. Mm -hmm. But um, there's people that are in their 20s or teenagers that can listen to shit that we have to say and can pick some game from that. You know, not to say that we always write, but take the perspective for what you have. And I know just from the conversation that we have had, you have a very... You're very grounded. You checked me one time. You ain't know this nigga. Like, yeah. I'm a little mad at you for like 10 seconds. I ain't gonna uh -huh. lie. Yeah, we was in the, um, <laughs> I forgot exactly what it was, but we was in, um, we have a group chat and I, I suggest a lot of, especially African-American and Hispanic men, 
um, minority men, quote unquote men, well, I guess it is minority numbers wise. We all sit together, we toss ideas around each other, we talk about our well-being physically and mentally, and we just communicate investments, whatever. It's not all financial, it's just building. Pardon if I'm talking too much, I'm just excited to have you, bro. No, 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 you're doing this good, man, don't even worry about it. And I forgot exactly what it was, but I said something like, like black people, we are so conditioned to, um, ah, like just be crabs in a barrel kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not that's not exactly what it was, but it was something to that point. Mm-hmm. And you checked me on it. Whatever and I forgot what your counter was, but it was good. I was like, I'm gonna fucking find this nigga. Man. Like, <laughs> yo, it was it was a dope counter. And from right, there, right. I saw you were thinking from a higher level. Right. So I wanted to bring you on here today to talk about relationships, how it has affected you throughout life from the beginning, the losses that you've had, the losses that I've had, and just generally how it has gotten you to where you are today. You can do that. But before we do that, what I want to do is I um I want to I want to thank you. Right? Awesome. And um and I want to I want to I want to say I appreciate you and I want to highlight what you just said. Like I don't I don't I don't want to gloss over what you just said, right? right? You said something. Mhm. Right, you 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 put forth your perspective. Yeah. Right. You had somebody challenge it. Yeah. Right. You just admitted that you were mad for like ten seconds. Like half a second. Right. Right. Half a second. Right. Yeah. And then you realized that there was still some value in Absolutely. that. Right. Yeah. And 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 I want to commend you for that. I think that's what's missing. Right. Now. Right. And I want to commend right. you for that. And and because that is missing, I agree right. with you a thousand percent. Because mm-hmm. that is missing is why I want to take this opportunity sure. right now in this moment to highlight that because we don't see enough of that exchange right. between men. Right. You understand? Between people in general, right. but even more so between men. Absolutely. Right. Like another man would have been like, yo, who this dude think he think he right. is to be checking Well, they'll take me. it as you kind of testing his manhood. I didn't take it like that. Right. Or even, or even, or even, you know, some people, some men. You know, operate from a from a weak ego. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? So 100%. they would have been like, "Yo, here we are on a platform with other men. Yeah. I said something, and I think that you know that I stand on that I'm yeah. right in. Yeah. And then here comes this man with a different idea, which right. I myself even see the value in what he's saying, and I think that it may even be slightly better than what it is that I'm saying. And instead of me feeling like inferior and kind of festering emotions around yeah, that yeah, yeah. for towards that person and right. feeling a certain type of way about this person and when they speak because this is how it grows mm-hmm. this is how animosity grows mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying like you didn't do that no you understand what i'm saying you were like you know what let me check myself yeah there's value in what he said yeah and because this person brought that out in me, let me seek that out more. Hundred percent. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, no, I and, get you. And people are not doing that. No. Nah, and so man. I want to take this opportunity to commend you and right. say that that's what true manhood is. Absolutely. That's what a true man take notes. is. You well, how am I going to learn if I think that I'm always right? And when I say mad, I wasn't like legitimately no, mad. No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I, know, I, know no, I want mean, you know some it, people out there kind of no offense, some people are slow. Like right, I wasn't right, actually right. mad, but I was like, oh shit. And for me, like you said, there's a fragile ego where you would some men will take that as like, oh, you're challenging me in front of other men, especially right. in front of other people. Right. I didn't take it like that. And right. I think it's a testament to the men in our group as well, mm-hmm. where it was like, we can bounce ideas. That's a big reason why I started this podcast. <clears throat> and unfortunately, some people don't have that mindset. Right. For me, I say all the time, I say my opinion. My opinion can be whatever the word, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
uh, offensive. No, I don't. That's not the word I'm looking for. But it could be on um, what a divisive, whatever. Right, right, right. It's right. never intentional. Right. But when I say uh, last episode I did was I don't want to date women with children. Right. You can disagree with that. Right. Talk to me about it though. Right. I'm down to debate. I'm down to talk, and I'm here. I'm down to hear your point of view. But if you come at me with emotion, that's not an argument. That's right. I mean, that's not a debate. Right. You're just coming at emotion. There's no progress there. I say things to be challenged. Right. It's all good with me. Right. We don't have to agree. Right. I'm sure we might bump heads at some point here, but it's still going to be, I believe this, you believe this. And this is why I say that we need, we still need people like yourself, right? Right. Because you say things that are divisive and in saying things that are divisive, it draws a stark line for people and you have to make a decision of where do you stand. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And I think not enough people take firm enough stands. Right. I think a lot of people are comfortable in just kind of like, you know, uh, being like a leaf in the wind and just kind of wavering and flip-flopping between, yeah. you know, what they stand on. Because they're but not standing on shit. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you have somebody that, that draws a, a deep line right. in the sand and you right. have to choose a side, people right. don't like that. No, right? hell because, no. <laughs> because you're putting them in a position where they have to choose. Right. right? And it's like people don't want to have to choose because if you choose, then you have the... Ability to be either right or wrong, mm-hmm. right? And if you choose something and you're wrong, then it's mm-hmm. like, damn, right? You understand what I'm saying? Now you have to work yourself out of yeah. this place of being wrong. And the thing with me, and I think people like yourself, is that we're comfortable with being wrong. Sure. We understand that we don't know everything. Absolutely, right? You know what I'm saying we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't conduct ourselves in a manner as though we got it all together and we're perfect. Right? right, I think because we understand that we're not perfect and we're trying to learn, and in learning is how we get better. I think is why we're comfortable with absolutely challenging people right. and being wrong. Right, I mean, I think there's also a, a certain level of responsibility in how you challenge people. Right, because whenever I challenge True. someone, even in that moment, I didn't even know that you would have taken it as a challenge. Right, right? and that even that wasn't even my. I mean. I was challenging your statement. But you wasn't challenging But I wasn't challenging you as a man. No, and that's I was, what I read. And I was challenging your your thinking to 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 how can we how can we think differently? How can I provide a different perspective which can yep. uh elevate yes. you know what I'm saying, our communal thinking. Exactly. Right. And so and then and I and I want to take this opportunity to say this, like if ever anybody in my personal, professional, you know, that, that experiences me, I want you to understand, like, I'm not challenging your ego. Mm. Never. Mm. I'm challenging you to be greater. Sure. Right? Like, like I think one of my greatest flaws, and at the same time, my gift, mm-hmm. is that I see more for people than sometimes they see for themselves. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I see the... I see the power in you. Mm-hmm. Like, I see the the, the, the the energy in you. I mm-hmm. see the, the the purpose in you. Right? I see the trajectory in you. Right, and sometimes people don't see that for themselves. Well, that's the beauty of it. Like that's that, that's that's um the danger, especially in this world now. It's like you can't have any type of nuance. It's black or white. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like you can challenge me and make me better because I wasn't thinking that way. How I see myself is how I see myself. It's not through your lens. You can point out some shit for me that I never even peeped for myself. You know, and I think that's an important part of. Just growing up, especially as younger men, again, I'm a little, I'm quite removed from being in my 20s, 
But I'm looking at this from afar, and I'm like, most of these dudes are getting information. And my young guys that listen, y'all can tell me if I'm wrong, but they're getting a lot of information from influencers who have a stance. They're either in the room or they're in the living room. They're in one place or the other place. You can't be in the middle. And for me, that destroys... Even you can look at political. It destroys like the the, the nuances. You're either Republican, not everybody, but you're either far left or far right. Sometimes I'm left, sometimes I'm right. And I think that's and that's missing now. And it's such a it leads to like a, a wall. You bang yourself, you bang your head against the wall where you're not getting anywhere because you're not learning. You're stuck in your trench and you're not even trying to I could have my whole body on the left, but I could put my foot in the right. Like why not? But now it's like you either one or the other. And I think as young men growing up now, they got to choose a side early. And it's like, they're not ready for that. I also, let's be clear too. Like a lot of these influencers, right? Are taking checks. 100%. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to take with a 100%. grain of salt what it is that they're standing on, mm-hmm. right? Like, is this a paid advertisement? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Was this how you truly feel? And even if this is truly how you feel, right? Is it... Is it how you feel to preserve your brand? Exactly. Or is it how you feel as an individual mm-hmm. in this society? You this is one reason why I never got into like the manosphere shit like that. Is because while I do, I have my stances. Like I was a big Kevin Samuels fan. I don't hide that, right? Um, but I never wanted to traffic in people's pain. And I there's clearly some type of division between men and women. There's an anger. I was there. I hated women at one point. I don't mean like... As people, but dating wise, I hated them. Like it was like a well, fuck them. Like what point? What, what does it matter? And that kind of pain that I had at that time came from my experiences, and I see how some people, women and men, traffic in that to make money. They may say something so off the scale, and maybe Kevin did that at some point too. But that was driven because the more he says shit, the more views he gets and the more monetized he gets and the more money he gets. And then it becomes, am I really saying this because I feel it? Or am I saying this because if I tell you I don't like this, that's an extra 10K. That's an extra 10,000 streams. And I never wanted to, I speak my point, but I never have topics about men and women just like bashing either side. I don't want to do that. To take advantage of somebody who's hurting, which I was at one point feels fucked up to me, but it's also, well, I'm going to check off of your suffering and I'm going to keep saying things because if I make you suffer more, you're going to rage watch and keep watching and now I'm getting more money. And that's fucked up to me because that's also not my true self. You know? Right, right. And I, and I think, I think that's the thing. Like a lot of people, you know, are doing things for the bag. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 and, and and for me, that's why I'm not, I don't want to say that I'm not interested in sponsors. Sure. I'm just saying that I'm going to be highly involved in what that contract with these sponsors look like. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, and I think, I think, I think what happens is that something is done. Right, there had to have been like the first podcast, yeah. Right, you know, just like hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hip hop was something that started in the streets, mm-hmm. uh, hip hop really started as something that was speaking to the plight of the urban community mm-hmm. of the brown and black people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it was something that the gatekeepers, 
right? The music industry didn't necessarily see the value in. Of course not. Right? But what ultimately happened, right? The people got behind it. Mm -hmm. And it grew to a point where they couldn't even ignore it. No. Right? And they chose to actually participate with it and see how they can monetize off of it. Right? So I say all that to say, like, I've seen this before. Mm. Like, I've seen this game before. And so, like... My, what I stand to gain or what it is that I seek to gain is not so much ratings. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not my end goal. Mm -hmm. For me, I, I don't care if it's just one person watching. Yeah. If I say something that is able to create a catalytic change in that person's mind that then potentially change the trajectory of their life, Fair. one person. That's all it takes, man. Bro, like, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Right. I'm good. Because that person could go on to be the one to change a thousand other lives. Well, your message becomes, one becomes three, three becomes six. You six understand what I'm 20. saying? Yeah. And that, to me, is more valuable than a sponsor coming to me and saying, hey, you know, we'd give you a thousand, uh, however many zeros mm -hmm. if you just held this stance or this argument. Right. No. I have enough of a following exactly. that if I asked everyone to just give me a dollar, if I've affected you, if I've helped you in mm -hmm. any way, in any positive way in your life, please send me a dollar right now because I'm really in need. Right. I really think that I've built the type of community or I'm building the type of community mm -hmm. that people know that I'm genuine and my authenticity, that they'll be like, yo, you know, he's not pulling our coat. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He, he's right. not he's not playing with us. And you'll have those followers forever. Right? You know. Right. You have right. those followers right. forever. I'm not gonna have I don't wanna name no sponsors because I don't fine. wanna ruin no future future potential right, right, you know, right. situations. But you know, I don't I don't you know, ABC Cola. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> you sound like some shit that would have like 70 grams of sugar in it and only sold in the hood, yo. Only sold in Dollar only, General. Only sold right? in the world, so, right? So it's like it's like you started following me because ABC Cola started putting me in their advertising. Sure. Like if you if you if you come on and mm -hmm. you become an in and 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 uh a rooted follower in what it is I'm saying, then great. I like that word. But if you just now follow me because that's what your favorite soda is talking about, yeah. I'm good. Like I don't I, I'm good without you. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 I want to recruit the people that are rooted in what it is that I'm saying so that no matter what it is that I say and no matter yeah. where it is that I'm at, mm -hmm. you still getting value from it. You're still getting growth from right. it. And right? they're going to ride with you, whatever. I see that a lot with um, a lot of, like I said, y'all guys know I'm like a super hip hop historian, super hip hop head, old school. It's all about lyrics for me for the most part. And I saw when Atlanta invaded Mm. I saw a lot of, which is fine. Well, when the South, let me say the South. I'm mean, not just say Atlanta. When the South invaded. But it started with Atlanta, though. Yeah, it did. Well, it really started with like Tennessee, like A-Ball, MJG, Texas was in there. Um, um, DOCs from Texas, the dude was NWA. Yeah, but, but Atlanta made it big. Okay, but what year? Okay. Yeah, Atlanta made it big like 2000s, right? Let's just say like where like Lil John came out, T.I. was like 2000s. Be careful. Talk to me. AT uh, Aliens. Oh no, Outkast is one of my oh, favorite groups of all the time. Well, not, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But they wasn't like the same type of music as. I, uh, I, I got to be careful how I say this because I'm not trying to take anything from Outkast. Mm -hmm. Outkast, Goody Mob, all of those dudes 
put Atlanta past Detroit, who I think is criminally overlooked. A lot of those guys put Atlanta on a map, but Atlanta didn't really blow up supernova. Like they were big. Atlanta took over. Right. Like, they but didn't, talking, but nobody was trying to be like outcast listen. up here. You dig what I'm saying? Hold on, let me finish. Nobody was trying to be like outcast up here. But right? outcast outcast was in a sense, and you can correct me if I'm totally. wrong, outcast was down south cats with slightly northeastern sure. twang. Right. Right. They still Agreed. had like Agreed. And, and and I don't blame them, right? Agreed. They 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 mixed they mixed the uh it was spitters, man. They mixed the 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 the, the candy and the medicine. Right mm. when you bought the album, it was something totally different than what you had been hearing. Yeah, they introduced you to a different world, but they hooked you with what it is that you had already been programmed well, to. That's perfect. Which is you what you that. were hearing from yeah. the East Coast and the West Coast. It didn't sound so, that foreign to me. So right, it right. But when you listen to the to album, no. it's a totally different story. It's right. a totally different world. So what I'm saying is that Outcast planted the seed. Oh sure. That was then able to bear fruit sure. for TI to pick from. Right. For uh Jeezy to pick right. from. For all these other people that right. you mentioned to be able to pick from. Right. And you know, AT Aliens, what are we talking about? What's that? That was ninety ATL was like ninety six. Ninety six, ninety seven? ATL was like ninety six. So that's when it dropped. So that means it was easily ninety four, ninety five. So, but my thing, what I was saying with that though, you understand what I'm but saying? But even at that time, when I Outcast, mean, it wasn't it wasn't the South as we know it now, right, 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 right. But that, but 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 once again, like there has to be a certain methodology when you're trying to integrate something new. Change is slow. Absolutely. When you when you're trying to change anything in in mass, yeah. right, and in, in large, right, right, it's gonna be slow. You understand what I'm saying? So they understood, and this is why I think they're geniuses, they understood that we're going to play the game as it's being played. Mm-hmm. And then once we get you on our Oh, then they're going to do Stankonia. They're going to do Stankonia and Equipment. Then we go Stankonia. Which is my favorite album. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like... No, they did it They, they did their thing. But and his, his and they opened though. the door Here's what for I was saying, these though. other acts to come through and, 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 and you know... Right. To, to put kick, their stuff. Exactly. They were definitely the ground roots. Uh, UGK, all of these guys, man. Go down to Tila, 8-Ball, MJG, Suave House, all that shit. Yo, right? no disrespect. I'm not saying that Tennessee, Texas, mm-hmm. you know, all these different places didn't have their own sure. local movements. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they had hip-hop. They, of you course. Know, they were Louisiana driving, was big right? back then. UNLV, but I'm talking about to be able to, you know... Uh, blow the lid off, right, and let all these acts shine, right. Outcast was huge. With I that. would say, I would say, I'm, I'm willing to debate it. Yeah, Jermaine Dupri too. He's very over underlooked. Jermaine Dupri, Jermaine Dupri was very integral. Oh, Jermaine Dupri you know? is, is, a, is a beast. Yeah, exactly. And right. but see, but what my point was at that time though, when you heard Outcast, you knew. And I told you when we get on this show, we're gonna bounce I was around, thinking, I was my like, G. Damn, we all I told like, you, bro. <laughs> this is this is how we do here. We cover everything. It's not right. an interview. It's a right. conversation. Right, right. My my original point was when Outcast came out, when Goody Mob came out, when um Trick Daddy came out. You knew when Snoop came out. You knew where they were from. Like Outcast wasn't influenced anybody to sound like Outcast. When it became cool to be a little scrappy. Which is fine. That's their lane, and they doing. The but snap that's music. a different. That's a different South. No, but what I'm saying is like to me, co- trying to kind of going back to how people sell themselves out for the machine. Oh, okay. And okay. then they lose yep. their followers. Yep. So yep. many New York and Northeast rappers, no names, 
started doing trap music. Mm. And when that died out, now you're trying to come back and get your fans that you kind of abandoned. And there's nothing wrong with growth. There's a difference between growth and selling out. Nas grew. You know what I'm saying? Nas is my favorite rapper of all time. He grew. I didn't like where he grew at some points, but he grew. But some rappers just completely changed. And it got to a point where if you hear somebody on the radio, oh, he's probably from the South. He's probably from West Coast. Or he's probably from Northeast. It got to a point where you couldn't tell the difference anymore. Philly niggas sounded like a Miami nigga. Speaking know? of difference, right? I, I, I want to make, I want to, when I have conversations, I like to draw baselines, mm. right? Like to be able to have a conversation on a particular topic, I want to be able to make sure that we have an understanding of the words that we're using, right? And so there's a difference for me between a rapper and an artist. Okay. Talk to me. Right. This is this is the great debate. So you said there's a difference between a rapper and an artist. What do you mean? So right. So for me, there's a difference between an artist and a rapper, right? Um, <clears throat> I think a rapper is what we're seeing more of now, right? A rapper is someone that uses hip hop as a vehicle to make money. Sure. Right? And they're able to compromise themselves. Mm. and the artistic the value, form, yeah. the art form, mm -hmm. right, to get a bag, mm -hmm. right? I think an artist, right, is the opposite of that, I right? See going. They're thinking about how do I elevate the art form? Yeah. How do I grow as an artist? Yeah. You know, how is what I'm doing right now pushing the envelope for me as an artist, but also as an art form? And so you mentioned Nas. Nas to me is an artist. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't call him a rapper. Mm -hmm. I call him an artist. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, for the sake of not offending anyone, right? I won't name any rappers, mm -hmm. right? But there are people out here that, like you said, you know, there was New York rappers mm -hmm. that spit like down south trappers, mm -hmm. right? And then had to change. Their, their strategy mm -hmm. once that was no longer a thing. And then you lost your base at that point. Right. And then and who some, are you? Yeah, you know? right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, an artist is someone that pushes the art forward and uh, a rapper is just someone out here trying to get a check. So for me, that's that's the difference. 100% agree. Right. And it's like, it goes back to how you feel as a, as a man, as a, as a human. It's like, are you swayed? We're all swayed by one way or another. Like I told you when we were at, um, we were at an event and what was it? I was like, um, you know, I had my little hat. I like hats. So I had my little hat on. I'm chilling, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you were steadfast in what you were wearing. You was like, yeah, I'm good here. And I was like, yeah, if somebody said something to me, I would have taken my hat off, but I might think something about it, right? Right. I'm, right. Not, I'm not a perfect man. Like, I'm confident, but, you know, we all got our little whatever. And I was like, well, would I be swayed by that? But I wasn't. It was in the back of my head. I didn't change how I was. And I feel like, that takes some time for me to get there. That took me some experiences to get to that point where it's like, like you was like, it didn't matter to me. I'm, that wasn't even coming to my mind. For me, it would put a little bit of a doubt. And I think, I think not to cut you off. I think that you know, as 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 men, as people, we have we have the the realms under which we are masters. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like in that aspect, you were talking about you were talking about, you know, wearing a, a derby, 
yeah. you had like a hat on, right? Yeah. And you were like, you know, if we were to go to this place and mm-hmm. they were to tell me to take it off or someone was to criticize me for mm-hmm. the hat, how would I feel about mm-hmm. that? I said I don't care, mm-hmm. right? But that's because my area of expertise mm-hmm. or my area of confidence mm-hmm. is in fashion. Right. You understand what I'm saying? That's the name, right. Right? That's my that's my game. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yours may not be fashion, but it may be music. I'm just coming into that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so right. So 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 you might be a little bit more doubtful in fashion than you are in music right if you right. were talking about something musically and somebody was to criticize you about that you'd be like oh no if you i don't care what you gotta say yeah, exactly. or i hear you but i'm still gonna do me right and that's because that's the realm in which you are Absolutely. a master right? I, I i dare somebody to challenge me as an mc right you see and that's the same free. Com- and that's yeah. the same confidence that i have when it comes to fashion right right so when you're asking me a fashion uh question right I'm going to respond in a manner that reflects my level of comfort and sure. and 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 uh confidence right. in that in that arena. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this. You feel confident there. Uh-huh. We're going to break it down to the we're going to come back all the way to the start 40 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago of what we came here for and that was our experiences in general with dating world, right? Okay. You and I we had a conversation about this. And we actually, I was kind of shocked. Honestly, I was surprised. I didn't know you very well before we went away. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew you, but we didn't. We never really hung out like that. You right. Know what I'm Concentrated. Right. Exactly. Of time, it was never right. like like you was you was part of the team, but I was you know we didn't hang out like that. That right. Over right. the years, it's, it's developed more. In school, we didn't hang out at all. Right. You know, I was right. I was more in my own little Greeley college. I was chilling in the room. I had my little whatever had going on, it was going on. Right, <laughs> I was right, chilling, right? Right. Knew everybody, but hung out with nobody, if that right, makes sense. Right. And um, we had a conversation about our paths with women in dating. And right. I was telling you, I don't even remember how it started out, but I remember telling you, I went through two different stages where I was just a whore. I was fucking two, three, two, three girls a day at sometimes, right? Right. And I started to tell you, I don't say that with pride. I actually say that with a little bit of shame. Right. And we started talking about how you were kind of the opposite, right? Right. To an extent, which surprised me. Again, I didn't know you. I'm like, oh, this nigga's getting all ass. My homegirl liked you. And she right. listens and I'm, I'm fucking putting you on blast. My homegirl liked you, right? Right. And I'm like, oh, my nigga. Get... And I don't care. Like, do right, you? Right, you right, know, right, right, you know right, I, I thought right. you was living it up out there. Right. And then the more we got to talking, I realized I was a nigga that was out here running around, but mm-hmm. you was opposite can you right. explain what i'm saying with that not saying you didn't have your moments you might have but yeah 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 um i think and we, you know we've had this conversation before but i think for the public i think it's important for 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 people to understand that in order for you to understand where you are now as a person yeah. you need to analyze mm-hmm. where you come from right absolutely and so when I think about where I come from, I come from a situation, right? I come from a a, a family structure and a and a and a community, right? That had I paid attention to it, to the community, to the community, okay, right, and, and to the makeup of my family, mm-hmm. right. If I paid attention to it, it would have me believe that I was not I, I wasn't much. 
All right, so of course we're gonna need a little more background on that. Right. So what like, do you mean by that? I'm a brown kid, mm-hmm. right? Grew up in an urban community, mm-hmm. right? Fatherless, maleless environment. That's key. Right. And the males that are present, right, right, are not professionals. Mm. Right. Well, at least not professionals in the sense of like corporate America. Sure. You understand what I'm saying? And so coming up around that, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, to this day, right, as old as I am, I, I still try to pinpoint and put my finger on what it is that influenced me or inspired me to choose otherwise. But when you look at my roots, when you look at my makeup, yeah. there's no reason I should have beat the odds. There's okay. no reason why I shouldn't have been the statistic. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I don't know what to 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 give the credit to for that. You know what I'm saying? But since young, regardless of what teachers may have said, regardless of what people in the street may have said, regardless of what my family may have said. There was never a moment that I never thought I was that dude. There was never a moment where you didn't think you was well, that dude. Well, I didn't think I was so that dude. So you thought you was that dude. I thought I was that dude. <laughs> Keep going. Even though I heard... I, that's not to say that I didn't hear what people were saying. Sure. Right? Oh, you you, you skinny. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> I've, I've had those you pains, know what I'm my saying? brother. I know you, that you, 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 you got a big head. Oh, we same guy, brother. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be, that doesn't mean I didn't hear it. <laughs> of course. You understand what I'm saying? I yeah. heard what people had to say. I I heard <laughs> what the outside world saw me as. Yeah, that's funny, man. Right? Yeah. But I was still in my mind. He was that dude. I was that dude. You know, I, there's a little bit of protection in that, though. But it, it, it's, it's good percent. and bad, though. It's a good and bad. A thousand It's percent. good and bad. I was on the other side. Like, I grew up. I was short. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what happened. My dad's 6'5". My mom was 5'9". So it was going to happen at some point. But I was short up until, like, probably ninth grade. I literally the voice that you guys hear now, I woke up with this. There was no transition. I had a very high pitched voice. And I remember the day my voice changed. I called my mother and she got scared. She said, Who's in the house? My voice literally I woke up like this, That's as they crazy. say in the memes. But I had a level of insecurity. You know, especially growing up, you know, where I grew up at. I didn't grow up in the worst part of the Bronx, but I didn't grow up in the nicest part either. Like I right, say right. Where I grew up at was where I would want my kids to grow up at, where they went outside, they experienced shit, they know what to do, but they wasn't scared of going outside and getting their head blown off. It right. can happen, right. you know? But with that, put a little bit of fear, which I don't think is a bad thing, and put a little insecurity in me where I used to be super skinny, bro, like dumb skinny, man. Yeah. And I had the big, I still got my father's forehead, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I had the big dome, right? And um, it would bother me, and especially when we grew up, especially me, I want, I'm gonna speak for myself, and our era, it was baggy shit. So the bigger shit you wear, the smaller you look. Right. And I'm running around 6'1 in college in Stony Brook, 6'1, 6'2, 170 pounds with a 5X t-shirt looking like a fucking, when you put the blanket over the chair, like that's what I was looking like. You know what I'm saying? And when people say, oh, you're so skinny, that shit would affect me, my nigga. Like it would bother me. I would go home and cry about it because I was still getting girls. It wasn't that bad. Right. But I didn't have that shield like you had. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. I, I actually wish I kind of had that. Right. Um, and I looked like I was twelve when I was. You should see my college ID, bro. I looked like I was fourteen. <laughs> you know what right. I'm 
Um, I don't know, man. I, I, to this day, I'm still doing the investigative research to understand where this uh, confidence mm-hmm. and this uh, precociousness comes from. You know, this 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 maturity that I had at a very young age, at an early age. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Um, but I would take adversity and build off of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would, you know, people would say, you know, whatever. Like, oh, you're skinny, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm still the fly skinny dude. You know, good point. You understand what I'm saying? Like, right. I would always you find a something. way. To, to 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 take the negative and turn yeah. it into a positive. Right. You understand what I'm saying? That's not, that's not to say that it didn't affect me. Of course. But I never showed that. Of you understand course. what I'm saying? We and couldn't. And, and, and I never showed it either. Right. And, and, and it's kind of like what you said, like, you know, there's a good and a bad because it's like Well, not a good and a bad. I, I would say for me it was more good than bad. Okay. But I would take that and that would propel me to move with a level of confidence that I wouldn't have otherwise moved in mm. had I listened to what others had to say about me. That's good. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that was grade school. That was like grade school, junior high. So when I go into high school, you know, I'm that dude. Yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing you could tell me. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I, respect I, it. like, like, like I was out here Walking up to, I'm a freshman. Mm-hmm. I'm out here walking up to seniors, mm-hmm. senior women. Like, mm-hmm. I like the way you look. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and my friends, my friends are looking at me like, my friends are looking at me like, yo, you crazy. Bro, I've never had that. You understand what I've I'm saying? I've never had that confidence, bro. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just like, you could ask anybody then, did I have what it took to back up my talk? Mm. Maybe not. Right. Right, but but you couldn't tell me. Yeah, you put the you show. You couldn't on. tell me otherwise. Right. You understand what I'm saying? I actually do think that you know I said that's like a good and bad. And the reason why I said that was a bad because it might give you a a false self realization of, of yourself. Right, 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 right. And that that is the negative right. part. Right. But the other side of it, it does build your confidence. Like to this day, and 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 I'm a. It's almost like an oxymoron. I'm an extremely confident guy. I know my worth. I know I'm a good looking person. I don't mean this arrogantly. Right. I'm intelligent. I'm educated. You know. Fuck money. Like, whatever. You can get right. money. Anybody can get money. Like, right. me as a right. person, right. I know I'm I'm high, high, high up there. Right. But I never had the heart to talk to a chick. Like, let's say there's a girl. Seniors, get the fuck out of here. I, would, I mean, I went to old boy high school because around eighth, seventh grade, I realized, oh, I like pussy and pussy likes me too. So my mother right. was like, military, I almost got left back. So my mother was, my best friend got left back. I'm going to call you out, dunk. But um, <laughs> it was like, um, shout out to you with your family, brother. I love you, man. Just wanted to say that while I take a shot at you. But um, seventh, eighth grade, I realized, oh, women like me. I like pussy. I smell my first piece of pussy. I ain't fuck about my first piece of pussy. Seventh grade math class, and uh, my mother was like, "You're gonna go to either military school or old boy school." I'm not dealing with this in high school, so I chose old boy. I went to Cardinal Hayes, Hayes up, but up. So I didn't have that. I think that was kind of a detriment too, because I didn't have that experience talking to women. Right. So the idea of a freshman talking to a senior. Right. I couldn't fathom it. Even the Stony Brook, there was some girls like I wouldn't even talk to. But as I see them now, as I'm more comfortable in the self, they all trying to fuck me now. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to oversell it either, right? Like, yeah. like, like, like. I'm just saying that for a freshman, 
I was there. Nigga, you talk to them. It don't matter, nigga. You did it. <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is that as a freshman, yeah. I would look at a senior girl that I was interested in mm-hmm. and stare her down dead in her face. Yeah, I would never and do that. And not not blink, not I'm I'm I'll letting you that. know yeah. I'm 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 imprinting on you like 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 yeah. I, I like you. Never would You understand I do what that, I'm saying? Family. Never. And, you know, that that's not to say that's not to say that I was always the most confident. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but you know what? Though? You can't say that because that in itself was a level of confidence. Right. I wouldn't do that. Right. Right. Like, right I didn't right. have that. Even now, like I, I, I like me a lot, bro. And you know, um, you know, throughout the years, pre-wifey, you've seen me in a while. Like I can handle myself. I'm fine. Right. But it was never. There's a girl I've mentioned her several times. It was in Montreal, and we walking down the street, and there was this girl at the bus stop. And this is when I was like heavy in my workout shit. So I'm like, wife bit, I'm busting out this Just shit, smoke. right? Confidence on a thousand, right? This girl watched me from the corner all the way to the bus stop, did not break contact, and I walked right by her. I didn't say a fucking thing. I couldn't get the heart to speak to her. That's crazy. And I think about her all the time. I'm like, yo, I'll go sit at that bus stop again. Maybe she's waiting for me, right? Like, it, it I never had that. Which the opposite where if the conversation is started, I got you. You're in the net. I'm right, confident. Right. That's but it. Spark it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Bro. Couldn't do it. Couldn't Could do it. Not. So and you I, being able to do that, even staring at a chick, that's a level of confidence that I know I was not able to obtain. So I was like 35. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, for me, it was the opposite. Mm. You know, for me, I knew that I was slim. I knew that I had some visual. The aesthetics was on point. Nah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like I feel like maybe maybe there were certain things about me visually that other other men or mm-hmm. other guys might have like trumped me on. Like they might have okay. been, you know you. what I'm saying? They might have brought to the table that I couldn't. I get you. Um, but I think for me, what has always helped me is my confidence and my ability to converse, like my conversation. Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? Like I've 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 experienced where you know, I've been in a situation where a girl said, you know, initially I didn't find you attractive, mm. but after having conversation with yeah, you, yeah. I find you more attractive. Right. You understand I what like I'm that. I've gotten that before. You understand what I I'm like saying? That. And I prefer I like that. that, you know, to keep it 100, like I prefer that more because, you know, there's more value in yeah, that than I there is in my, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and what it is that mm-hmm. I look like. I like that. Um, I actually like that a little bit more because I had to earn that. I get that a lot too. Like I had to earn that. Right. You know, like, oh, you're not what I thought you were. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, I just, so I, what I wanted to address was that there is a negative aspect to it. Right. So for me, I was overcompensating. Mm. And what that creates is an inflated sense of ego. Right. Right. And that inflated sense of ego may not necessarily match up with who you truly are in the world. Does that make sense? 100%. Right? Like, 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 I think I'm this dude. Like, people will talk crap about me. People in the streets or mm-hmm. teachers or whoever will mm-hmm. try to, like, berate me or make me less than. Right? And every time they did that, I would, over, I would combat that with inflating how I thought about myself. Right to so kind of to kind of like yeah. bring it to either an equilibrium mm-hmm. or bring it to a sense of like where I felt more highly about myself than what was just negatively negatively said about me, right? And okay. what that creates is it creates this recipe for thinking that like I walk on air, 
Right. You know what I'm saying? I walk with this sense that I'm special. We talked about that. That's you a know, dangerous word. You understand what I'm saying? I yeah. think that I'm special, yeah. right? And so when you combine that with being raised in a household full of women and a family full of women, right? Mm -hmm. So I come from a matriarchal home, right. family Same construct, way. right? Where I have more women than men, right? Like I could more easily reach a woman, talk to a woman right. before I could reach a man and speak to a man. You understand what I'm saying? And so being around women as a, as a, as a youth, Right, I got to hear woman woes. Yeah. Right, what yeah. women were complaining yeah. about, what what women liked or disliked about men. Right, and as a youth, as a man, mm -hmm. I hear them talking about the future me. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm just a boy, but I know that I understand that as a right. boy, I'm gonna become a man. Right. So as they're talking about men amongst themselves, I'm taking mental note to not be that or to, to maybe be not that. be that. Okay. To not be what to not be what it is that they're complaining about, mm -hmm. and to be what it is that they're saying they prefer. That's dangerous too, man. And so, so, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, let me unpack going. it a little further, right? So, I tailored myself mm -hmm. according to those conversations. Wow, you know what I'm saying? And so I figured, yo, listen, I grew up around women. Mm -hmm. I heard what it is well, that they from the source, right? I'm right. getting it from the source. Right. I understand. I understand what women want. I understand what women don't want. And so I'm tailoring myself according to that. That's hard. And man. so in tailoring myself to that, I thought I was James Bond. Yeah. I sure. thought, I thought, I thought I had the keys, keys, keys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I thought that you, yeah. I thought I was invincible. Well, you was you was in a PhD class from jump. That, from that part. But that part. There's that a difference part. between being, and I learned this from school. We had people that were great students and they learned all the game, but put them in the field, they failed. That part. You know what I'm saying? Like, put them with a patient that's crashing. All of that book shit don't apply there. I mean, some of it does. But then when the nerves and the experience comes in and the the the, the resistance comes in and, oh, they told me to put them on 100%, but if I put them on 100% because this patient's cardiac, that might fuck them up. Now, things are different. And it seems like, because I grew up in a household, well, I will say it was a decent balance. Like, my mother raised me, but I had my grandfather. Any man that my mother dated had to have a relationship with me. There wasn't many. There was Roy, there was Wilbur, there was Norman. These are the men that I remember in my life. There was um um DaCosta, like they had to be there. But I saw the same shit as you. My mother, my father broke my mother's heart. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna talk about that relationship. I wasn't there. I only know her story. Cause I'm right. you know. Right. But um I was raised around women too, because it was Sheila, it was it was Miss Carol, it was everybody in the house, and I was picking up the game from them too. Right. But I was fortunate where I also had Wilbur to balance me out. I had Mr. Norman to balance me out. I had Roy to balance me out. And for what I'm getting from you, you didn't have that, I didn't have that. counterbalance. I had my grandfather to balance me out. My uncle Gordon, I had all men, my uncles. I had know? men. I had men in my family, mm -hmm. but because they were outnumbered, oftentimes their voice was also muted. Muted. That's crazy how that goes. Because I was raised where. I don't have any siblings, as far as I know, right? I don't have any siblings. Shout out to my pops. <laughs> Shout out to my pops, right? But um, it was three and three. My mom had two sisters and three brothers. So Uncle Paul, Uncle Greg, and Uncle Buddy, they gave me their sides, too. I have one uncle, three aunts. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? My grandfather had two sons. So it was my dad and my uncle. Even though my dad and our relationship wasn't like, he wasn't really present at the time. I don't want to say that to shit on my father, but whatever. It is what it is. I had my uncle, you know, and... I had my cousins on that side, you know, Todd and cousin Peter and all of that, man. It's crazy how 
that brings us up different ways. Right. You didn't have that male voice. So I'm, let me ask you a question. When your mom and I guess your aunt or your sister, whatever, whoever it was, was it mostly positive talk about men? Because that can shape you too if you feel like men ain't shit. Because MTR mentioned this a couple times. Kevin Samuels mentioned this a couple times too. A lot of the women that are angry that are single mothers are making their sons what they don't want them to be because they're so angry at what they've been through. The funny thing is about what you said, and we'll come back to it, is that the very thing that they said that they don't want you to be Mm -hmm. is the very thing that women chase. It's weird. So we'll get back to that. Yes, we have to. Right. So <laughs> so 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 I have the women in my family complaining about what it is that men do. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that's not what not to do. Mm. But the mind, you know what I'm saying, trick is that you're still with this person. That or you're still never you're still you're still chasing me, this person. So I'm never confused. And me, I never I always omitted that part. I just listened to the That's part so that they key. told me, right? That's and it big. is key. And it is key. And we'll come back to how yeah. that was key. Mm. Right. So the women in my family were very strong. Yeah. Right. Uh they they because there was a lack of men representation in my family, they oftentimes took on that role as yeah. well. Right. And so there was a lot of emasculating talk. Sure. Right? Um, sure. But, I'm familiar. But there was contradictions, right? Because I come from a Caribbean household, right. right? So they would talk smack about men, right? Mm-hmm. But they still had to serve a man at the table. That's some shit. You understand what I'm saying? That's some like, shit. Like if my uncle... Sat at the table, yeah, and his wife wasn't present. Then one of his sisters would have to make sure to That's serve crazy, his food. Yo. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So they could be here talking smack about men yeah. as they're here fixing up my uncle's plate, right? You understand what I'm saying? So the contradiction, I never paid attention to the action, I paid attention to the words. And that's where mm-hmm. now in hindsight, as a man, that's where I went wrong, right? Because okay. I tailored myself according to what they said and not really paying attention did. to what they did. Yeah. Because paying attention to what they did hmm. is really the key to understanding women as a whole. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I like a woman could say, yo, you know, this guy doesn't respect me. I don't like the way he talks to yeah. me. He doesn't call me back and all this. But you're still... Well, with me growing up and coming of age, I've said many times dating was the most traumatic thing I've been through in my life. And I've been through some shit. It's not to say I've been through like the worst life. My life was pretty good growing up, honestly. Like I had my shit like every kid does. But the thing that gave me the most PTSD, not my mom dying, not seeing her suffer and go from 140 pounds to 70. Like that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But the dating shit fucked me up so bad. And it was like- um, How so? That kind of- the way women had dealt with shit like that was like they talk about this, they hate this, they hate this, they hate this, but they stuck around. It had me thinking at a certain point, it was like, well, and even from my experience, you know how many times, and it, it, it brought up some type of um, like an insecurity in myself. To me, it was like this, the three strongest things in the world is God, greed, and an ex. And the ex that's a shitty ex has more power than the other two sometimes. And for me, it got so confusing. And I'm explaining. There were so many times where there was a woman that I would be pursuing or I'd be dating and we'd be chilling. Everything would be going good. 
But she'd be like, oh, I'm going to go back to my ex. We have a history. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have a job and he fucked my cousin and this and this. And it got me so, and that's literally, that's little stories. And it's, it got me so confused. And the more and more I got into this world of dating and growing into my own, I was like, you have a woman, I said this, and someone would disagree, but a lot more have actually agreed with me. I'm surprised by this. You have a woman write down 10 things of what she wants in her lifelong partner. The dude that provides her with seven has a much less chance of keeping her than the dude that has three. That's crazy. And she'll stick with the nigga with three, hoping she's the dude with three gets the shit that the other dude with seven has. And then by the time she realizes that he's never going to give me that, well, everybody's moved on now. And now you hate men. There's no good men out there. And right. that fucked my head up. And then the more I was dating in the world and I see, the more I look at on the six feet don't apply, which I got offended by. I'm six two, but I got offended by that. And I was looking at it, I'm like, I'm 6'2", I'm in shape, I make over 100, I communicate, I don't have any kids. On everything on paper, I'm what a lot of women want, but yet I was still running with the bullshit and I'm seeing them That's fire. run with the fucked up niggas. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that. I'm it confuses me, I, I don't mean fire. <laughs> I mean fire in the sense that yeah. like, it resonates with me. That's what I mean by it. Right. I'm not saying it's a good thing that you were no, 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 yeah, yeah, for sure, re- for sure. Not getting what you wanted. I'm saying that it's fire because it resonates with me, right? Like, I get it a thousand percent. And you know, I, you know, I went to school for psychology. Uh, <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm a therapist in nature, right? You know, um, you know, did count, did you know, provide counseling as a service. Right. And, and, and I work in the in the human service industry, the social service industry. And so I've had, you know, and I'm laying this groundwork down to kind of give basis to my to my to my analysis of what you just described. Okay. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm laying down my pedigree. Sure. You know, not You're to show off or nothing, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to just kind of like. I know you know what I'm talking about. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Right. Thank you for that. So you yourself, like me. We're listening to what women were saying, mm-hmm. and yo, I'm six feet. Mm-hmm. You check that off, mm-hmm. right? I listen. This nigga's taller than me, right? Right. <laughs> I'm not six feet. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm over six feet. I listen to women. Right. I make pretty decent money. Right. Right. Um, I don't. I don't bother you when you want to go out with your girls. I'm not. I'm big not on, key, right? I'm there, not on your body. Team. Me either, bro. I let you go through my phone, whatever the case may be. Not right? letting that happen, though. <laughs> right? It's not because I'm hiding right? shit. It's just, Regard, regardless uh, yeah. of the fact, yeah. even if I am hiding shit, we're yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah. And then we'll that's a different conversation. I, don't know, I, can't, I, can't, I can't allow that, bro. And we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get yeah, there yeah, because yeah. I think that 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 was a triple down effect from my confidence. Sure. And so we'll get there, okay, right? Okay. Right? So. <laughs> I'm here tailoring myself to what it is that I think that women want only for like you just said yo that that's why I said it's so fire it's not fire in the sense that it's a good thing it's so yeah. fire because you and I got the same message from society mm. and the message that we got from society as far as what it is that women want is that women want a man that can listen right. women want a man that's emotionally intelligent right. women want a man that's um verbally and emotionally expressive yeah women want a man that is this height women want a man that can dress right. women want a man that can uh 
carry himself mm-hmm. in 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 in, in, in different space. rooms in any space exactly. right and so i'm here like practicing all these things wow man. You, you understand what i'm saying like I'm, I'm i'm working to be all these things <sighs> only to find out that women only d- some women i don't want to generalize no, no. so i don't want to generalize. i told you i said sometimes when we speak we're not speaking we cannot speak on 100 percent of people and right. we don't intend to we're speaking of whoever, if the shoe fits, put that shit on. Don't act like it don't fit. That's right. who I'm talking to. That's who we're talking to. Right. What I've come to realize is that some women mm-hmm. only respect the disrespect. Unfortunately, that's not inaccurate. You understand what I'm saying? And, and so here I am. Here I am being respectful yeah. because that's what I heard yeah. the women in my family talk about that's what i heard my 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 uh, uh girl female friends come to me and yeah. and cry about when they're complaining about their boyfriends Never left right i'm taking <laughs> right i'm taking all this information mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. i'm analyzing it to mm-hmm. make myself a better man only to realize that all these qualities get me in last place so now i'm the la- right. i'm the nice guy that finishes last I was right all the time, now all bro. of a sudden i'm a simp you understand what I'm saying? I'm all these mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. without me even realizing it. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? 100%. And so I learned much later, right? Sh- shamingly so. I'm ashamed mm-hmm. to say how much later I learned it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm in a place where it's just like I've built myself up to be this Voltron of a man. At the time. Are you talking no, about even now. now okay. Even now. Okay. No disrespect to any woman out there. Mm-hmm. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I love this part. I know I love where this is going. There's no woman mm-hmm. that can give to me what I can't give to myself. That's a bar. Aside from a child. That's a bar. All I'm saying is that prove me otherwise. 100%. If, 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 if that's toxicity, if what uh, it is that I'm saying is not true, yeah. and that's toxicity, yeah. then then show me. me Enlighten me. Enlighten me. That's what that's I'm saying. Teach am, me. That's how I am, Teach bro. me. You got it. I need women to understand that like, what society holds men to, the mm-hmm. expectations that society holds men to mm-hmm. is starkly different from what it holds women up to. Ian, let me ask you a question. Yo. If, if if something's wrong with your tooth, who do you go to? Dentist. If something's wrong with your eye, who do you go to? Ophthalmologist. Right? Mm. If something's wrong with your eye, would you go to your dentist? No. Right? Whatever it is that you're trying to gain knowledge on, go you to go expert. to the source. Mm-hmm. Right? And oftentimes, unfortunately, what's happening is that women are going to women to understand yeah. men. Well, Dave Chappelle said that, right? Dave Chappelle put that... And this is when I was young. Dave Chappelle did that and it killing me softly. That's like 2004. So I was 22. Something like that, right? And he said, when you're standing online at the supermarket, you see a magazine and it's an article that says 100 ways to please your man written by some lady. Where chivalry got killed. Chivalry got killed by the feminist movement on the magazines that got women going crazy because women got too much advice about men from other women. And they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and it's true. I see this shit in the, ma- in the magazines. I don't read them, but I be seeing the cover. I look at, I be in the grocery store, fellas, you look at one of the magazines, like, what is this? And they say on the cover, a hundred ways to please your man by some lady. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Come on. 
Ain't no hundred ways. That list is four things long. Just suck his dick, play with his balls, and then fix him a sandwich and don't talk so much. And that's what That's it. Now, whether I agree with that or not, his point was well taken. You're going to women who have their own point of views. And that's one thing I love about my co-host that I have on here a lot, Nat Rose. We butt heads every now and then. But she's like, no, the source is here. I'm giving you the blueprint. But you're telling me I'm wrong. How can a woman tell me? No, nah, I can't speak for all men, but I can speak for a decent amount of them. I'm the expert at being a man. <laughs> you know, right. there's different doctors, right. you know, but they're the experts in medicine. There's right. different fields. Right. Every man is not going to be. You and I are different in certain ways. Right. But if I'm telling you I like this or we like this, again, it's an argument with my girl the, sometimes. The too. specificity between you and I as men is different. Right. But, but the general, the in is general, there. we're, we're right. similar. And I say this and I'm like, you see the reaction that Kevin got from men. Now take the woman out of it. Kevin got. You see the reaction that um the real godfather, Patrice O'Neill, got. Every man in the world didn't sit in a room and say, this is how we think. Obviously, we're all independent men. If we all react to this the same way, clearly there's something we want you to hear. Right. We're telling you this is what we want, right. but you're telling us that's not what we want. Right. But then at the same time, I can't tell you anything. You're stuck in your ways. You know. So what happens is that what it is that men want requires women to do work. And it's a different world out here now. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is like, okay, so when we were growing up, I love the fact that, um, like I said, I'm 40. So I lived in a world pre-dating apps, pre-MySpace, pre-Black Planet, pre-Mihente, which I wish I took advantage of back in the day because I love my Spanish ladies, but I never got on it, right? Um, but I lived in a world where if you like the girl, you talk to the girl. If you like the girl, you go get her number. And again, I was at a disadvantage because I never had that confidence, right? So, Thank you for bringing it into this because I want to unpack that a little bit sure. further. I never had that confidence. Again, if the... I will say as I got older, but let's say high school age. Actually, let me even bring it back. That's a different topic. Let me stick with this. Um, I saw that women were in a position of power. Because to get them, I had to approach them. It's very rare a woman would step up, even now. But that's changing, I think. It's very rare for me to get girls' phone numbers. I remember going to parties. We would be like, how many numbers you got? We had to be the initiators. Right. Now, so a woman can sit back, especially if she's attractive. She has 50 niggas trying to get her number that day. Women, I might, huh? Women choose sex. Men choose marriage. Men choose marriage. So it's like, this girl has 50 dudes that like her. That. That's an exaggerated number. Let's say realistically, seven guys tried to talk to her that day. No, seven hundred. For me, well, nobody that. tried to do that day. Nigga and says you wild as you got some money. <laughs> no, but I'm saying in that day and age, you're right. It was right. like twenty cats. Right. I'm just saying now in this day and oh, age, it's a with lot. The internet, well, we'll get point. into that. We'll that's get into my that. point. And the thing is, like at that time, women were the. I want to say they're not the prize. I don't want to devalue anybody, but like women were more of a commodity. Oh, that sounds bad. Women were more. You know, valuable. If you can't understand what I'm trying to say, kiss my ass. You get right, what I'm trying to right, say. Right, right, right. Women were in a more prestigious point of view because I had to come to you. I right. didn't have as many. Now the ugliest. You don't. Dude, you don't. You don't chase something you don't need. Right. Right. But now the ugliest dude got three chicks that he matched with. So now as women, you have to stand out. Now you have to. I say this. So if I walk up to a woman in a bar and I talk to her, right? She's pretty. 
I'm probably the seventh dude of the day, like I said. I have to differentiate myself from those other seven dudes. I have to be intelligent. I have to be witty. I have to be assertive, but not too assertive because that's aggressive. I can't be thirsty, but I can't be too lackadaisical. I have to separate myself so many different ways. That's a tall order. Exactly. So Whereas, now, so now, not to cut you off, what do women have to do? That was what I was getting to. You just got to be cute and say hi. Right. So, so listen to what you just said because that mm-hmm. just kind of spills into the point that I was trying to make, right? Mm-hmm. Like, listen to what men have to... Listen to all the boxes that men have to check off just mm-hmm. to be able to approach a woman. Right. Right? And then when I asked you, what do women have to do? And you said cute. all women have... To, all that women have to do is be cute. A woman just right? has to say hi. Right. So so that goes to, to what it is that I'm saying. Men have to work on themselves. Sure. So men are not strangers to work. You understand what I'm saying? Women just have to be cute so women are strangers to work. Okay. So I don't when, disagree. So don't so so when I say yo yo E, mm-hmm. when I say Iron Man, you gotta do some work, mm-hmm. you don't take no offense to it. Not at all. When you tell me yo E, you gotta do some work, mm-hmm. I don't take no offense to it. Why? Mm-hmm. Because that's the way that society has primed us. Right. We understand that being a man requires work. Absolutely. Women Right, whether it be through Cinderella, whether it be through Disney oh, movies, Disney whether it be through media, up, whether it be through this princess queens, uh, knight knight and uh, shining armor and shining armor complex, yeah. right? Um, but that nigga with, in real life will get dissed anyway, <laughs> right? Wim, right, that part, yeah. that part, yeah. right? Like women have not been taught to work. Women mm-hmm. have been taught to sit at the top of their throne, mm-hmm. at the top of the castle, mm-hmm. and the knight will fight and do everything yeah. to come up that mountain to mm-hmm. the top of your castle and, and gain you. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So right. when you have a man that's telling you, what do you do? Right. What work do you put in to provide for me? Right. And this is what women are like. like. Women are like WTF. Right. And you understand what I'm saying? So like chaotic, bro. And the thing is that the thing is that as a woman, you could think that that's a problem for mm-hmm. me to be asking that, mm-hmm. but then understand that I'm not your caliber of men. Right. You know what I'm saying? You need a man that's cool with you not right. providing I'm, anything. I, I, I you understand bring, what I'm saying? I'm, a, I'm the type much. of man that whatever it is society has told you yeah. that you do to make me as a man feel good, yeah. if I already do that for myself, right. then I've already absolved you of your duties. Right. So what do you do? Right. Why do I need you? And I right. don't mean that disrespectfully at all. But you know what's so wild, and I can already see it, I, I can already imagine, envision the people that will say something, you're being disrespectful. Hit my we DM, hit my comments. We both are. And I I'm like going to tag you Instagram. <laughs> Definitely. Please do it. Please and the do thing it. is, nothing we're saying here, and, and let, let me make this clear, and I think I can speak for us both on this one. This isn't the listen. Dialogue. Not to cut you off. I don't yeah. want to cut you off. No, got it. Any woman that has a contest, uh, that that contests what it is that I'm saying right now, is a woman that fits the mold. It's a woman that has an issue with work. Any mm-hmm. woman that understands what it is that I'm saying mm-hmm. and they can align with themselves and they're like, yo, he has a point. Mm-hmm. Those are women that have to have worked to where they're at. And you know yeah. who are the women that don't have to work? Talk to me. The women that don't have know. to work are the beautiful ones. Yeah. Right? Because they've had everything handed to them. Yeah. They've had everything given to them. Everything is placed at their lap because they look good. They they have mm-hmm. they have not had to work for anything. But you know what's crazy with you that? You understand what I'm saying? With the women that are, let's say... Sevens. What? That's fine. 
mediocre, whatever mm-hmm. the case, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. they understand that there's a difference between these top tier women and who they are. Mm-hmm. And so they have to work to just be able to balance right. the playing field. Well, that's like the that's like the um the old thing when we was growing up, and I'm not trying to shame anybody, but like the big girls. The big girls suck dick the best. Right. They to compensate, right? That was right. what I was saying. Right. And like what I also found what you just said is like the girls that are nines and tens, in my experience, are generally the most insecure. That part. They are the most insecure ones because they have to live up to the standing. And I think it was Bill Burr that said it. I could be wrong. But Bill Burr was like, they feel that way because they know it's fleeting. And when you grow through You're life- You're only going to be beautiful, but for so long. Right. And when you go through life living off your beauty, when that beauty's gone and you haven't developed any other skills, what do you bring? What do you bring? You know, and when you say, and, and again, like what I was saying before, like when it comes to like you saying women have to work, we're not calling women lazy. Like I, I hate that. Listen, 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 that. listen, listen, yeah. not to cut you off. It's okay. I'm willing to provide 100% for a woman. Okay. That's good. I'm I, not, I, I, but that's good. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. want to get that out there. Sure. I'm not, but that's cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I'm willing, to, I'm not saying that I, I will do that for any no, woman. No, no, no. Fuck it. When you find that person, yeah. When I find that person, I'm uh, willing to do that. Uh, but what it is Maybe that you what it is that you have to do in exchange but it's say, not something that's being taught in this day and age right, for right. women to do. They, so I already yeah. know that for me to find a woman that the, that does these things that is not even taught in grand mass to do, right. I already know she's a diamond in the rough. Right. So let's So just, she she yeah. she deserves more than I'd be willing to give mm-hmm. or provide. Mm-hmm. To a, so this is why to I a feel normal, like to a normal standard, yeah. you know what I mean, woman. I, I kind of feel like I hit a jackpot now while we go through certain things, and people try to fucking slam me like, you know, like I said, I'm forty, my girl's turning twenty six next month, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what my girl do? You're your little DiCaprio, my little, yeah, 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 my little lady. But you know what my little lady do? My and and this isn't blanket. This is for me. I'm talking about what I like. Mm-hmm. You know my girl. My girl makes good money. We have the same job. She right. makes good money. Right. You know what my girl do too. Right. She'll cook. You okay. know what my girl do too? Right. When I have a shitty day, how do I help you? Right. When I'm home and I'm like sitting here and I'm fucked up, she went and bought the Theragun, she shoot me up with the Theragun. Like she does little things like that. The other side of that is I have to provide my side too. And she says, you make me want to do this for you. This is why I do it. And to me, if I had to, this is a woman I would take care of. Because I know if I am out working all day, everything home is taken care of. Can I share something with the women? Yeah. Women, no matter how many books you read, no matter how many women friends you speak to, no matter how many men in your family you speak to, no matter how many men friends you speak to, you will never understand the plight of a man mm-hmm. and the expectations that society puts on us. Puts it's on a, a man, right? It's a lot. Yo, when a man leaves his home and steps out into the world, he puts on his armor, mm-hmm. right? There's, 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 there's. As a brown man, black man, I have to dodge the police, mm-hmm. right? I have to dodge black and brown men mm-hmm. that suffer from self hate. Yeah, and when they see, oh, they see themselves in me, and they hate themselves, mm-hmm. and they want to target me. Usually, the black cop. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? You know? right? also got to duck Karens. I have mm-hmm. to, I have, there's so much stacked against me when I step out my door mm-hmm. for me to come back home and then also have to fight you. 
It's not the plan. It's not the goal. Like no. I, for that, I'd rather be alone, mm-hmm. right? But for me to come in through that door mm-hmm. and you be at that door with my slippers waiting, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You take off my clothes. You kiss yeah, me yeah, with a warm kiss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have my towel ready. You right. have the the bath going for me. Yo, these are things that I was going to do regardless, mm-hmm. but you saved me so much time. Mm-hmm. By just doing those small things, mm. you thought about my day without you even being mm-hmm. present within it. So let me ask you this. You understand what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question. All of that sounds fire. I love that, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. I personally don't require that much, but I'm not going to fight it. I remember one day my ex, I came home working overnight, and she legitimately, Dominican girl, she legitimately told me, go take a quick shower. That's under the fiber. When I came back in the room, I laid down. She had a, a bucket, a towel, and she fucking bathed me, bro. She bathed me. She gave me head. Said, "Go to sleep. I have dinner waiting for you." That's fire. That's you know what I'm saying? Crazy. I will never forget that. That's crazy. I'll never forget that. That's right? Why would you never forget that? Never forget it. Why? And mind you, why? Mind you, let me say this. Mind you, she made way more money than I did. She was a fucking of a pharmaceutical company. How does she ever make you feel? She made me feel great, bro. Did she make you feel like a less of a man? No. And I got to say, both of my girlfriends, before this one, both of my ex-girlfriends were very are very successful. I don't really know what's going on with the Dominican one. I, haven't, I don't know anything about her at this point. But the other one, both very successful women. They got their shit and they never made me feel less than, right. which was key. Right. And for me, it was like, she made me feel comfortable, but she also made me feel catered to. And... Some people try to tell you, like, oh, you weak, you can't do it for yourself. Of course I can do it for myself. I've done this at this point. But my question was, before I, sorry, I kind of uh, delved off like we've been done a few times today. Everything you mentioned there, slippers, everything like that. Like I said, I personally, I don't need all of that. Like for me, have a meal every now and then. I love my head rub. You rub my head. That's all I need. Right. Would you expect that, because you also said you will take care of a woman. Mm-hmm. Would you expect that from a woman that also just came from work? Or is this a woman that is at home? Because I, if my girl, like I said, my girl works. We have the same job. If she had a shitty shift, I'm not going to expect any of that. I might do that. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm the only breadwinner, I want that every day. I expect that. So, so if it, if it's a stay-at-home situation, if she's a stay-at-home wife, stay-at-home girlfriend, then yes. You expect that. Yeah. I expect. I okay. expect. I expect to the degree. I expect to the degree of whatever that man requires, right? Because you just finished saying, I don't need all that. Yeah. I just need a meal occasionally right. and a head rub, right? right. So just, your expectations are different. And leave from me mine. alone on football Sunday. That's it. Right? right. Those are those are your expectations. My expectations are different. We right. need women that meet those sure. specific expectations for us. Right. And I've heard this before. Like, you know, women are oftentimes expected to work full time jobs, take care of the kids, clean mm-hmm. the home mm-hmm. and cater to the man. And the man just works and come home and receives all that. Mm-hmm. My stance on that is that. If you work full time, I work full time. What did you just say when you set the example? You said that you work full time and you come home and you do this. Mm-hmm. So that means that after you worked a full shift, Mm -hmm. you came home and you still found it within yourself, Mm -hmm. energy within yourself to go do that. Mm -hmm. So she can find energy within herself to meet you halfway. So if she works full time, you work full time, Mm -hmm. then what it is that we do at home needs to be 50-50. 
Does that make sense? It makes if you if you don't like cooking, yeah, and she prefers cooking, yeah, then do the cooking. Hundred percent. You prefer to clean, then you do the cleaning. Yeah. If you prefer cooking, she prefers cleaning, mm-hmm. then swap. Whatever it is that's within your interest, right, right, right. all that comes easy to you, right. then do that to make the unit right work. So let me tell you this. So you young men out there, you hear what we were just saying. This is the key. And ladies too, ladies too, please, please, please. Communication. This is something that you have to speak on. I have to tell my, I told my girl, I hate washing dishes. I hate that shit. You know what I'm saying? But if you cook, I wash the dishes. If I cook, you wash the dishes. You know, it's only, uh, you saw, you saw my, my house is straight. You saw my sink though, nigga. I hate that shit. I was going to say it, but I hate I, it. No, I it's wanna, fine. I want to put you this on blast. This is in there. This I want to put you on blast. You said it. Now that you said it, I could it's go in. It's all good, bro. My house is straight. You see my house? I keep my house You're in good. order. Right. But my fucking sink, nigga, I hate dishes with a passion. Right. My girl ain't been here in like two days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But, um, if she cooks, she's a little OCD, so she'll she'll clean it too. She says I don't clean it good enough. Right. It works in my favor. I do right. my best, but hey, right, you know, right, it's not right, good right. enough. You know what I'm saying? But um, that comes with communication, and one of the key goals that I wanted to have with this conversation is I want you guys to listen and see what we took from our journey. That takes conversation. She had to learn that I don't like washing dishes, but I'll clean the table. You know what I'm saying? I'll mop the floor. I'll take the garbage out. You know what I'm saying? I'll do. I'll buy the groceries. You know, even though she does her part on that, I'll buy the groceries. But that comes with communication. And what I will say when it comes to communication, gentlemen, do not be afraid to have your girl disagree with what you want to say. That's the only way she can learn you. She's conditioned a certain way before she got to you. You can't get mad at her for whatever she met from the day before and the day you met her. Everything before that, you have to kind of take on. And... How she reacts to how you say things, I mean, that can vary, but you can't be afraid of it. You have to tell her. I told you earlier today, I tell my girl very blunt things. Like, we had conversations about um, Side Nigga Sunday and Side Chick Sunday. I won't get into too much detail in that. I actually want her to be on the show for that. But everything is communication. I told you about the one from Albany, and I told her I used to be a whore. I used to do this. I used to do that. And when she found some panties under my bed, who, again, I don't know who it was. I told you who I think it was, but I don't know who it was. Communication. And you don't have to be that blunt. I'm a little extra. But I communicated with her. This is how I used to be. This is what my life was. I'm with you now. You know, since since you were saying that we, you know, we speaking to the young men in the crowd. Yeah. Um, you know, I oftentimes look back on my life and I talk about or I review in my head what it is that I wish I would have learned earlier. Yeah. Right? And so for the young men that are listening, what it is that I would want you guys to to to, to learn and take away from this is, first and foremost, focus on yourself. That's right? what I hear from the last right. episodes. Right? Like, focus on yourself. Learn how to love yourself. Take yourself out on dates. That sounds corny. Or that may sound Mm. crazy, Mm. but take yourself out on dates. What that means is that there are things that you're going to enjoy that a woman may not enjoy. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's any less valuable. Right. Right. So learn how to understand and appreciate what it is that you like and you value Mm -hmm. and participate in that. Can if I you, add to that too? If you like, love if you love golfing, yeah. if you love archery, yeah. then do that. But let me have, add to that have, too. have a day a month that you do that right. for yourself by yourself. Even if it's something that she does enjoy, you can do it by yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like for right. me, my thing was I would go to the gym, I would get me some lunch, and I would go to the movies. That was me. Right. All right. by myself. Do that for yourself, right? Because I think that often I don't know for whatever I don't know what at what age. 
I came to understand that I needed a girl. So and I don't need and I and I don't need a girl. Uh, no disrespect. Like right. I don't need a girl. I need to focus on myself and understanding who I am as a person, and that will then highlight my purpose. And in me focusing on my purpose and me chasing my purpose, within my purpose, I will find well, my mate. Right? I'm not gonna floor, if, not if, if I'm about if I'm about if I'm about transforming my community, right? I don't think that I'm not saying it's impossible, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna find my shorty in a strip club. Well, I'm not going to find my mm-hmm. shorty in a club. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a shorty mm-hmm. in the work mm-hmm. that I'm doing, right? I'm going to find a shorty that decides to volunteer for mm-hmm. a community like event a that I'm goal. at, right? It's like a mutual yeah. thing, right? Like yeah. we're both connected by this mutual interest, mm-hmm. right? And that's what's going to bring us together. Another thing that I did and I tell men, this is point two, right? Point one was love yourself, mm-hmm. right? And take yourself out mm-hmm. on dates. Point two is don't chase any woman. No. Chase no woman. Well, that's the worst thing you Right? Do. Because when you chase a woman, what happens is you're chasing something that's not as interested in you as you are in it. Talk to him. You understand what I'm saying? And that gives her all. And I hate this dynamic because it sounds so playful. But Say it's it. like you're giving her all the power. You're giving her you know all the power. And I've come up with this. I felt like. And it sounds bad. And I'm not trying to say this shit on any particular woman that I have dealt with in my life. But. For the majority, every woman that I have made felt like options stuck around. And the ones that I wanted to keep played until they were no longer the ones I wanted to keep. And they were options, you know, and then they stuck around. Right. And it's so weird. It's like, you know, you're chasing a woman. And and I'm sure it goes the other way around. You know, we don't date men. So I don't know how that goes. But from a male perspective, in terms of dating women, chasing is the... My mother told me that. That's the worst thing you can do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't play the game. Like, I hate that... Don't call for four days. That shit, I don't do. No, nah, no, nah, it'll just be me. I'm also, like you said earlier, if you and I are dating, you want to go out with your girls, have fun. Text me at some point, but I'm not going to be up on your shit. I want to get into that. I want to get into the honesty. Come here. I want to get into that. So, you know, men, don't chase women. Don't chase women. Uh, women, ultimately, not all women. Uh, I feel like I still have to put no, that disclaimer okay. out. You I do, put that disclaimer out, right? <laughs> like, not all women, but a lot of, let me not say a lot. Many women a number are, of a number of thank you a plethora right of women are are looking for financial security mm. even the ones that have financial security right right they're still looking security. for a man that can sustain himself right mm. so if you chase a woman and don't have financial security what do you think that leaves you at in the end super disadvantage right mm. so if you chase the money. Mm-hmm. No, I don't like the way that sounds no I get it if you focus on your purpose that's an old saying. Right, I don't want to say chase the money because money has no limit, yeah. and so when you chase money, mm-hmm. right, there is no limit well, to your chase. Rich is relative, right? Right, right, well, rich right, is right, right, right. It's all subjective, right? Yeah. And so I don't want somebody chasing money because money doesn't have a cap, right? So I want you to, I want you to chase your purpose, and in mm-hmm. your purpose, and in you chasing your purpose, the money will come, mm-hmm. and then also chase what it is that brings you money. If you're working a job, mm-hmm. work at 40 hours, work at 60 hours, mm-hmm. like, focus on how it is that you can make your money, make more money for you. Oh, you make your money your employee. Right, make your money yeah. your soldier, your money mm-hmm. getter, mm-hmm. make your money your, your employee. employee. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Um, because if money, if women are after men that are socially secure, mm-hmm. then you chasing your money will eventually get you to a position of mm-hmm. 
chasing financial financial secure purpose. security right. Right? right so if women are chasing financial security and you're chasing your finances then that'll get you the women well you're going to be right? at the same crossroad right you're going to be at the same crossroad but when you chase women you lose okay, well, you lose, you lose money you chasing, lose money chasing women takes energy right it, it takes, takes energy it takes time I and it takes that. attention I had and if about. and if what, what is it i think drake and 50 they both had a a line where they said i think drake said um whether i'm chasing money or whether I'm Drake said, whether I'm chasing money or women, I know that while I'm chasing one, the other one is getting away. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm chasing women, there's no opportunity for me to chase money because I'm giving all my time and attention to yeah, women. That's your money. That's right? your income potential. If I'm chasing money, right, and I'm giving all my attention to money, then I can't. Right. There's no time, there's for, no women. time for that. 50 Cent said, 50 Cent said, chase money, the women come with that. I remember that. that. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like if if that was ghetto Corona, right? Mistaken. And so and so fit and and, and so Jay Z. How, how long? How long? If how long? Jay Z just had a line that came out and said, you know, there's no such thing as an ugly billionaire. <laughs> it's a fact. It's yeah. a fact. It's a big truth, right? And I think that that comes from you know conversations that have been looming around about him, about people saying that you know he's not that attractive. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. He he took. We're gonna bounce back. We gotta keep me on point. You remember when him and Nas got into it, right? And Nas said, "Well, whiskers like a rat." Jay Z was on you. Hot ninety seven and was crying about it. He was like, "How does a man say that about another man?" And Angie Martinez was like, "What the fuck was that?" So, and Jay Z has mentioned that before. He said, "Um, used to say I was ugly, and now he's something on right, um, right, right, um, right, right, song right. cry." So you can so see, right. you, so you can see that there yeah. is something in there that. Oh, that's... every man has insecurity somewhere. Right. So, yeah. so there's, there's people that have said, "Yo, Jay Z is ugly." Yeah. There's people that have said, 50 is ugly." Yeah. Right. And so now these people that wouldn't have messed with Jay Z and Marcy, mm-hmm. or wouldn't have, mm-hmm. you know, messed with Fifty on Guy or Brewer, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Would now mess with him. Why? What has changed? Exactly. His financial status. His status so I say right. that to young men, like, yo, don't worry about women. Women will come right. as you become more financially stable. Right. Focus on what your purpose is and your purpose will bring you the right. money. I heard you know Royce five nine say, I don't know if he originated this and I don't hundred percent agree with it, but I get his sentiment. He said, I've never seen a woman make a millionaire a billionaire, but I've seen plenty of women turn a billionaire to a millionaire. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, right? There's a little bit to that. And for me, I don't 100% agree with that because I know just with the little pursuit that I'm going on, how my girl supports me with this, right? She may not be putting money in, but right. I see if I'm having a breakdown, she's there to kind of hold me up, right? right. And um, But so I do see that part, but... If I'm chasing my goal, I didn't get my girl because I was chasing her. I didn't get woman because I was chasing women, you know, for a relationship. It was one time I was chasing after ass. But, like, you know, even that, I wasn't really fully in pursuit. But I see, even in a relationship, it don't have got to be something where it's like a fleeting thing. I see where my relationship takes away from my, and I've learned this, and I'm trying to correct this, from my podcast, from my voiceover, from my focus. And it's hard to balance everything out, you know. And the one thing I learned when I was... Going through my whole phase, which again was the original topic of this, but listen, man, men are talking. My whole phase when I was running around and on Tinder and and I don't think Hinge was around at that point, but Tinder and everything and fucking everybody, I was getting nothing done, bro. Granted, I was in school, so when I was in school, that's more like guided. So, but there was nothing I was self motivated to do, and it just took so much energy away, bro. I never, 
I didn't save a dollar. I didn't do anything, bro. All I did was go to school, fuck, drink, and work out. It sounds like to me, you're not declaring it as this, but what it sounds like to me is that there's some slight regret in that. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, absolutely. And so, in hearing that, and I have some of that similar regret, mm-hmm. I share that in you. When mm-hmm. I was growing up, I was chasing skirts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was into, mm-hmm. right? That left me with nothing. Mm-hmm. It left me with a bunch of women that I was with, with our, who are now in a better position. Yeah, you mentioned it. that. You mentioned that. You right? actually mentioned right? that. Right? Yeah. Like, like, I've been. Like what I've realized is that I've been in relationships where at the end of the relationship, women have been able to elevate elevate, and I'm still in the same position. Right. So it got to a point where I was just like, yo, E, like you elevating all these women, just you being a qualitative man, mm-hmm. you know, how can you pour that back into yourself and mm-hmm. elevate yourself? Mm-hmm. So what I tell what I tell men is like, don't waste your time chasing skirts, waste Spend your time elevating yourself. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And you were in that position and I was in that same mm-hmm. position where we were just going to school and just kind of like twiddling our thumbs mm-hmm. and or scrolling through apps, whether mm-hmm. it be me Hinder, Black Panther, Hinged, Damn, you know, Tinder, Tinder, whatever it may be, you know, we're we're doing this to pass time. And yeah. you only pass time when you have no value Goal. of time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. And you only value time when you understand that time is limited. There was a saying that said, like, like, a man has two lives, right? It's a man that's living his life, and then there's the second life where the man realizes he only has one. Right. And I think about that at 40. I think about that a lot. Right. You know? And what I, what I, what I, you know, at 40, what it is that I wish somebody would have told me at 13 is that, you know, understand what your purpose is. If I would have knew what my purpose was going into college, I would have not wasted time. But because I'm here, <laughs> but because I'm here trying to figure myself out yeah. and I'm here trying to find a woman's love, right. like I'm focused on all this wrong stuff. Right. Right. But if I tell a man like, yo, this is the third thing that I want to say. Right. There mm-hmm. was three things that I said mm-hmm. I wanted to share with mm-hmm. the youth. The last one, but it's definitely not the least point. If anything, is probably the most important point sure. that you rarely would ever hear anybody tell you about is that sex is good. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Mm-hmm. But... The major but is be mindful of who you have a child with. Oh, that's... Oh, my God. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Be mindful of who it is that you have a child with, right? Absolutely. Because I think that not enough emphasis, us as men, not enough emphasis is placed on understanding that a child, right, is your lineage. Who you decide to have a child with is who supports you within that lineage and building up that empire. So if you have a woman, if you have a woman that's toxic, Mm -hmm. right, and is working against you, Mm -hmm. then that empire has a very weak foundation. You understand what I'm saying? But if you have a woman that even if it doesn't work out with you, they see your vision, (laughs) right? And And they see what it is that you're trying to do and they see that you're grounded and they see your focus and they see what it is that you're trying to build as a man, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether you're together or not, Mm -hmm. they're going to be like, listen to your father. Yeah. The support. And this is, and then now I want to turn this whole conversation on his head Mm -hmm. and go from monogamy to polygamy. Talk to me. Right. So, you know, oftentimes we'll hear people say it takes a village to raise a child, right? It takes a village to raise a family. Mm -hmm. Right, and we were you and I were having a conversation earlier where we don't believe that monogamy is natural. Right, right. Now you'll oftentimes hear men, weak beta men, say that they want polygamy 
And in in, in actuality, they want it because they just want multiple sex partners. Right. Right. And that's not what polygamy is. Right. That's immature. Right. That's not what polygamy is about. For me, polygamy is about the understanding that I myself as a man cannot give you everything that it is that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you Mm -hmm. may be able to find that in another woman. You understand what I'm saying? You may be able to find that in another man. Mm -hmm. The situation is different for everybody, right? Or I may be man enough for you to understand as a woman that I'm not woman enough or I don't, I don't, there's things that I can't give to my man, right? That he may need to get from another woman. That takes a lot of self-confidence. It it does. It does. And I think that the way that romanticism and relationships are primed within our society, we're only able to understand it through a certain specific lens. And that's the way in which that it's been sold to us. Mm -hmm. And the way in which it's been sold to us is possessiveness. Right. Men possess women. Women possess men. And in actuality, that's a lie. Right. Because how many... How many women right now are in a relationship and then the main bitch? And they are the main bitch? They are the main bitch, meaning that he has other women waiting on deck or other women that he's catering to. Right. So you're in a polygamous relationship I mean, without man, you even knowing it. You know what's funny? You understand I, what I'm saying? I wish and I had so, a girl here for that. What? I wish I had a woman here to ask her, like, would you rather be the main chick or the side chick? My point is that my point is that there's women out here that have been in situations where they've been in a relationship and the man is still doing him. Mm-hmm. Right. Why is he doing him? It's not because he loves you any less or it's not because yeah. he, 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 he feels for you any less, but it may very well be because there is things that, and this is not a shot at you and this is not taking anything away from you, mm-hmm. but there's things that you can't provide for him that maybe someone else can. Right. And it would be egotistical of you. Right. To think that you could be the whole and the whole yeah. and all be all yeah. of a man's need. And the same thing for a man. No, it goes both ways. Right? Like for you as a man sure. to think like, yo, I'm everything a woman needs. That's impossible. That's impossible. That's, very bro. And that's one of the reasons that's why impossible. I feel like because if you were everything natural. if you, not to cut you off, if yeah. you were everything that a woman needed, then she wouldn't need woman friends. <laughs> right? True. Why? Yeah. Why do I? Need, why does she need a girl's night out if you provide her with everything that she needs? Yeah. Why does a guy need a guy's night out if you provide right. everything that he needs? Right. Right. Why is a guy still looking at other women and right. still enticed by other women outside of you if right. you give everything that he needs? And he can still be in love and in lust with you. Right. Still right. Because yeah. because we're wired in a way that exactly. our society is 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 working counterintuitive to. Exactly. Mr. Rodriguez agrees. Pardon the interruption. We were interrupted by the man at the house, Mr. Rodriguez, and we got to jump back into focus. You know, I'm going to keep this a thousand with you guys, man. In the black and red room, it is the studio. If you know the show, you know what this is. This is also his room. You know, he got a little corner over here. It's the first time I have ever in my life, in seven years of having this guy, actually seen him use the box. And it's fucking hilarious. Yo. <laughs> I've never seen that shit before. So I guess it's a comfort level or the nigga really had to go. So shout out to Mr. Rodriguez for not peeing on the floor, sticking to the training, doing what he got to do. The problem is, I'm not 100% sure where we left off, my brother. We've jumped on a lot of topics. So, because of that, I'm going to bring it back to the core, okay? To, to again, what this was supposed to be about. 
you and I have had in the conversation we had in Italy when we were speaking about our past, I was telling you I was sleeping with a lot of women. I was running around the streets, putting my dick in places, you know. And for me, I've always said most of it was let me not say it. I would say thirty percent of it was just a good old time. I was having a good time. There's a number of women that I can think of where it was just fun. You know, we just had a good time. But the majority of it was I was drowning in my own depression and my sadness, my my limitations with self with self, excuse me, with self. And I'm kind of ashamed of a lot of that. And you you just mentioned that a couple minutes ago. I'm ashamed of that. Part, let me not say ashamed. I'm not ashamed of it. That was that's that was my journey. But I don't say it with pride. Oh, I was fucking I fucked four girls that one day. Like that's dangerous. And I feel blessed because I've never caught an STD. But I was running out here because I was looking for some type of peace. You know what I'm saying? I was going through a really bad breakup. At a point in time when I was at the height of it, it was 2015, 2014. Just started school, working full-time, school full-time. My aunt stole $30,000 from me, and I'm not afraid of saying that. You stole $30,000 from, $30, from me, lady. I don't like you at all. I don't mind saying that, right? 30000 My grandfather died. My father had a stroke all within two months. So for me, I feel like I was hiding from something. And I had a friend of mine ask me earlier, she was like, well, was you afraid of commitment? And actually, it was the opposite. For me, it was like, I went into my two whole phases. I went, I went in two whole phases because I tried to commit and it didn't work. One girl I proposed to, it didn't work. And another one I wanted to and it didn't work. So I was running out there fucking everybody, trying to find some peace and pussy and alcohol. It was very self-destructive. Um, and I never found it. And I put myself in danger many times, bro. Like, I used a condom every time I had vaginal sex, but I didn't put a condom on when I went in the girl's mouth. And you, anything can happen there. And for me, I was just, there was something that I was trying to find in my journey. I don't know if it was like, I, I had a great relationship with my mother, but my mother died when I was 26. Maybe I was trying to find in some kind of odd way, and I don't mean it's in like an Oedipus kind of way, but like some odd way I was trying to find whatever my mother provided that I no longer had in these women that I lost when me and my girl broke up. And I never found it, you know? Whereas if I remember the conversation that you and I had, you're like a serial dater. You're not like a whore like that. Like you jump in and out of relationships. Why is that? I don't say jump in and out. I mean, no, like you no, get no, in fine, and jump fine, out. You fine. Yeah, saying. no, no, no. I, I could, I could clarify and speak for myself. Um, I think that, I think that the beauty of the internet, mm. right, and social media is that you're now able to connect with people that twenty years ago you would have not even known existed, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And being able to have the internet, you're able to have exposure to people that have desires, wants, and interests that may that may be relative to yours. You know what I'm saying? Um, whereas 20, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. I was only really exposed to or what was made available to me was my environment right right and so you may have or when i was growing up i may have had a desire to be 
an individual that was seeking a wife, right? Mm-hmm. Like I may want a wife mm-hmm. that I could share this life with and have children with and we can build an empire with, sure. right? But when I stepped outside into the block or when mm-hmm. I stepped outside into school, mm-hmm. you had all these guys talking about one night stands and yeah. what they had just did after coming out the club or what they had just did with the girl that they just hollered at or scooped off mm-hmm. of the block. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And so when what it is that you want to do with your life contradicts what mm-hmm. it is that the small circle that you surround yourself with is talking about, mm-hmm. you at a certain point start looking at yourself as though you're the odd man out. Yeah. Right? And so interesting. And so you're thinking of yourself as like, I'm different from them. They all agree with that and they're all doing right. that and they all think that that's the right thing to do. I don't necessarily agree with that. So it's just kind of like, so then what's wrong with me? Mm. And so now... I'm trying to tailor myself to what it is that they're doing because I don't want to see any other examples of me and what it is that I want and what it is mm-hmm. that I desire. So therefore, something must be wrong. Because you're the outlier. Right. You're the one looking for the wife. Right, right. Started a quick nut. Right, right. Yeah. And so now with the internet, right, you have more exposure to individuals outside of your block. Right outside of yeah. where it is that you live, mm-hmm. and what you realize is that there are more people like you, more people that share true. within the same interests that you share, right. and so therefore you build a community. And so therefore, I don't have to go outside of outside of my apartment building mm-hmm. or outside of my house onto my block to find somebody that I can relate to. I can sign on into a computer or a phone mm-hmm. and see that there's someone in Germany that shares the same mm-hmm. sentiment that I share, mm-hmm. and so that's an empowering mm-hmm. right when i was this person that thought you know like i want to get married i want to have a child i want to have children mm-hmm. and i want to build an empire and i was having these conversations around men that were talking about one night stands and you right. know chicks ain't nothing but holes and tricks right you know what i'm saying like i felt like i was off right yeah, but yeah. now that with the internet and having connections to so many different people i mm-hmm. realized that i'm not alone in my thinking therefore i feel more empowered Mm. Right and knowing empowered that I, to what find that one lady more or? empowered in knowing that I'm not the only one that feels this okay. way yeah. and so if I'm not the only one that feels this way that it can't be wrong. Mm. Does I that like make that. sense? Hundred percent. You understand what I'm saying? So, um, I don't think I'm the ugliest guy, mm-hmm. right? I think I mm-hmm. think I think I'm I'm fairly handsome. I'm attractive. I think that you know I can get my fair share of women. I think that I've been in situations and and I have the ability to have one night stands. I think that I have the ability to have casual sex with different women, but that it's not something that has been a deep desire within right. me. And it's not rewarding to you. Like right. It's that. not rewarding to me as right. a person. Sure. Right. But when you when I grow up around these men mm-hmm. for whom that is rewarding and mm-hmm. that is their purpose, mm-hmm. I start looking at myself like, yo, what's up with me? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, why is it that every woman that I find attractive, I have to want a wife. Want a wife or right. build with right versus these dudes that versus (laughs) these dudes that see a woman 
Yeah, that are don't. they're indiscriminate. They're they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're indiscriminate. They don't care if this is a woman that you yeah. could build a family with. They Doesn't don't care if this is a jump off to them yeah. as a number. Exactly. And so I'm Pumper I'm don't. surrounded by this, mm-hmm. and I have no one else like me. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking something is wrong with me, and so I'm trying to tailor myself more to that. And even in tailoring myself more to that, I still feel out of place. I still feel out of the box. Well, because you don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. Like you're, I don't yeah. know where to find solace yeah. in what it is that I believe to be valuable, what it is that I believe to be true, right? And so I've jumped from relationships to relationships in hopes of finding a life partner because I've always felt that having sex with randoms has always been easy. That's easy. It that, took like, me we time can, to get we can, there. We can do that. I can yeah. do that. That's not a problem. Yeah. But it's just like, that's not what it is that I want for myself. Exactly. What it is that I see for myself yeah. is to be able to build an empire. Mm. And what I mean by empire, like when I speak to, I'm, I'm speaking to the young men in the building. Like the actions that you take today will have an effect in your future. Mm. I want to be able to, if you can even imagine this, young men, I'm speaking to the young men. I, if you can even imagine this. I want to be able to create a generational wealth that will affect kids in my family that I will never meet. Fact. True. And that's, that comes with right. Like, that I want to be with. able to. I want to be able to be wherever, whether mm-hmm. it be in the heavens sure. or wherever it be in the Everywhere. underworld. I want to be able to hear kids say. My great, 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 mm-hmm. great grandfather mm-hmm. was the first one to put the block down, the brick down, mm-hmm. right? To build the empire under which I now stand on. That's such a um, uh, a mature way of looking at it. Because from where I was looking at it, so like, <clears throat> let, let, me, let me rewind a bit. Who's teaching that to our men? Nobody. And that's Who's teaching that? To men, to 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 to, to find a woman that can complement that. Well, everything is so sexualized now, right? Everything is like, well, it's, it's, it's not even it. now. It's always been sexualized. It. It's always been sexualized. It's more sexualized now than it, it has is. ever been before. The problem is, I don't know if it's, well, yeah, I guess you could say it's more because we have more access to it. Right. But the issue is, we are the generation teaching the younger dudes. We grew up in a certain time, not you or me particularly, but as a whole, I think we grew up in a time where we had the internet. So we had more access to sex. So, but my uncle didn't. So my uncle was exposed to certain things, but he also had real life lessons that he had to live through and learn on his own that he could pass down to me. I don't think a lot of us in this time, because we're at, we're kind of in a golden age. Like I've said, I would hate to be 25 right now and trying to date. I like that where I'm at. Yo, I would hate to be in grade school right now. You know, I, I see a lot of these like... um First day pictures. Damn, really? No, no. (laughs) Listen to me. me, Listen to me. Yeah, yeah. Right? I see a lot of these grade school pictures. Yo, these kids are like dipped out in Gucci. Oh, yeah. Going to like third grade. Yeah. Yo, I would lose that battle in third grade. But who did that? We did that. Our our generation Mm -hmm. has those kids. You know what I'm saying? That part. And that's the part that that I think we're like, yo, like, 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 just me. Third grader with with Gucci's? You know, that shit don't make sense. Yo, bro, you, you, if you could come to school with Jordans right now mm-hmm. and people would make fun of you because you had no Gucci. 
Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? When I when when I was growing up, if oh, you had the Jordans, days. you was the man. Nigga, you, understand, you understand what I'm saying? Nigga, like, I used to rock stack houses, bro. Yo, I wouldn't be <laughs> able to. I wouldn't be able to compete in, yeah. as a kid. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to compete in this climate. Mm-hmm. My 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 family's financial status mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to compete in this right. climate. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, it's much harder. You know how many fights I've been in, mm-hmm. right? Had they have been recorded? Oh, you got Adam and Oliver. Where would I? Where like? Well, no, how, how would that now. have affected my life? You understand what yeah. I'm saying? There's, there's, there's L's that I've taken, of course, privately. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But to take a L that's supposed to be private, yeah. But now it's on the internet everywhere and it lives well, forever. You know, it's funny. that that affects your social. Of course, that affects your social uh, equity. Equity. Yeah. So it's it's even funny like that where like I have a friend of mine that's a cop. Not my best friend, so I don't want you to try to pigeonhole him. I have a friend of mine that's a cop, and he says a lot of these young dudes carry weapons now because they don't want to fight because if they get washed up, it's on the internet. Right. You know what I'm saying? That makes and, a lot of sense. It actually made a lot of sense That makes a lot of sense. And he was like, the older dudes, we don't worry about as much as the younger kids because right. they're afraid to fight. Right. You know? and if they're, sh- they're not afraid to fight. They're afraid to They're afraid lose. to lose. Right. They're afraid to lose. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's kind of like it's, 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 it's hard to navigate a world like that where everything is front- Curated. Everything is curated. Everything. Has it's to be all doctored perfect. up, and and I think that's a problem. And when I when I was talking about my my issues, like I did a whole album about it. It's called Doctor Dilla. I was just talking about like the internal struggles that I had at this point in time. I never felt. For me, I think this was one of the benefits I did have growing up in a household run by a woman, where I think this is why I'm so comfortable speaking about how I emote. If I tell you I'm sad, bro. It is what it is. If I if I cry, I mean I don't cry. It's not my process, and that's not a tough guy thing. It's not how I process. But if something hits me enough, and I'm in a position where I cry, I will cry out of joy. I will cry. Yesterday I did my first after having the studio for eight months. For whatever reason, I had a hurdle, and I finally sent him my first audition. Bro, I teared up yesterday. I'm not gonna lie. I was excited about that. I grew up in a household where I don't mind sharing that with you, because my mother, my mom wasn't perfect. Nobody's family's perfect. My mother always gave me once a week, two minutes, tell me everything. Doesn't matter. I can't curse. Can't be disrespectful. Tell me where I messed up. Tell me what you're feeling. And I appreciate that so much. But now we're in the world. And it's, it's, things are changing a little bit. And some of these I kind of question. Men are becoming a little more vulnerable. I've always been to, taking the position of be vulnerable. What are you going for? If I tell you, so I, I'm, I'm sad today. You're going to punch me in my face because I feel no. away. You know what I'm saying? And like, you're not. I mean, you might because there's some there's some dudes that would say, oh, he's weaker. I'm going to capitalize on it. Right. That don't mean I can't fight. I'm just feeling a certain way. Right. I grew up with my mother cultivated that. She supported that. Tell me how you feel. And I think it's becoming a little more acceptable because you see a lot of platforms, which kind of irks me, honestly, as a creator. I've been on this shit. So you people that be sending me shit that I've done shows about two years ago when niggas is opening up now, stop. I've done that already. And my fear is that a lot of people now are being vulnerable because it's profitable. They're not actually vulnerable. Right, right. You know? Right. And um, I think we need more of that. And when I was going through my problems with whatever was going on with that girl and everything I was dealing with, and I was sleeping around and everything and trying to find that peace, I didn't find an outlet. My outlet was Tinder. My outlet was this chick. My outlet was that chick. And it got me to a point where I was telling you a story. I met this Swedish girl. This is when I was at the height of it. I was really running. I was. 
it, it got to a point where it wasn't even fun for me. It was just something to do. Like, yo, meet a chick, fuck, move. Meet a chick, fuck, move on. It, it got to a point where if I would leave the house to go to the gym, I would make sure my house was clean because I might come back with something. You know what I'm saying? Got to that point. It was just routine. I'm bored. Who's up? You want to come over? Cool. And I had a girl. She was from Sweden. She came over. She flew over here on her dime. I met her in Harlem. She went back home. She came over here on her dime. Everything. This girl fuck, suck, fuck me in a club. I fucking, I'm very blunt and you guys understand my story. This isn't SO, this is me talking. This is I ain't talking. I fucked this girl in a, in a bathroom or a club in Harlem and her ass in the bathroom. Nothing. It was a great fucking week. Dropped her off at the airport, came back home, saw my cat and was depressed and I just cried, bro. I'm like, this shit is not what I want to do. It was empty to me. And um, I want I want a lot of the young guys to understand this. Sex is not going to be the cure. I've had many fun sexual experiences. You know, I have great sexual experiences, but I found at some point it became a power thing. It became an insecurity thing. If there was a new girl on the unit, I had to fuck her. I had to make sure that I can I can get that head. And it really wasn't about her. And the and I've said this in a couple of shows, and I'm kind of confessing shit. You know, my co-host is kind of taking the back seat here because I'm just kind of venting. I'm sure there are a lot of women in this process that in, in this growth that I've had that I have hurt inadvertently. I champion myself on saying I've never lied to a woman to get anything. I'm very upfront. I tell you this. you If I tell you two plus two is four, you end up with three plus one is four. That's on you. That's not on me. I told you this. Doesn't mean I didn't hurt women in the process. So in that, and I'm taking this time, I've never actually done this. I want to apologize to the woman that I have kind of stepped on, not intentionally, but I've kind of stepped on while getting to where I need to be. And I say this to the young men out there. It's not an escape. I kind of dug myself more into a well where I was so unhappy. Fucking a chick lost all of its value to me. And it took me a while when I found a girl that I was in love with. It took me a kind of a while to turn that part off and enjoy I'm not only fucking this girl, but she loves me. She's grabbing my neck in a different way than the girl I just met at the club that night. And as you guys will grow, it sounds cool. I fucked this chick. I did this and this. And it's fun. It is fun in that. There is some value in that. I'm not against it. But understand there is a cap to it. And it runs out, bro. Definitely runs out. And that's my rant. Thank you for coming to my Iron Talk. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? Yes, you can, sir. To you, what's the difference between having sex and making love? Mm, that is a loaded fucking question, man. Um, hmm. Sex and making love. Right? Because cause you, 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 you went on to unpack how you slept with all these women. Mm-hmm. Right, and you have to perform at a certain level mm-hmm. in order to be memorable to these women, or mm-hmm. for these women to want to repeat. Right, the and action. that's ego based in itself. Right, yeah. to repeat the action. Right, mm-hmm. so that becomes your baseline for how it is that sex should be. Sure. Right, but when you out here pounding and yeah, and, dumping and, and, and deep pump throwing or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, whatever crazy <laughs> antics you take on with these girls from the club. No. Right. Does that necessarily work with someone that you're trying to build nah. with that is your wifey? It's 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 funny, man. Right? So that's a good question. It's like, um, right? Like, like you know, a lot of dudes are informed with how sex should look like through porn. Oh yeah, that's that's a fantasy. 
right? And no. so and so, what's the difference between porn? What's the difference between porn sex and like love? Right. You know what I mean? You know, it's so funny, man. How do you describe that, right? Like, um, I think is a it's crazy because you can have. That's a you kind of stumped me there, bro. That is, um, you don't have to answer it. No, no, you know, I want it's to. Something, it's something to, for you to like think over and, and ponder over, and you know, it doesn't. It's not something that you have to necessarily come to the conclusion at right now. But here's why I think that's such a good question, though, because my immediate thought is the process. If it's a chick that I meet, I bend her over and I pound her out. That's just a fuck, right? But at the same time, I can do that to a girl I love too. You know what I'm saying? Is it the emotion of my slow stroking? If I look in your eyes and shit like that, right? right? But that's what I'm. That's what I want to. Yeah. I want you to talk about and highlight what's the differences. For me, it's kind of hard right, to explain. Are you slow stroking some chick. Yeah, I could slow stroke a chick. I just met off of Tinder. It's happened, you okay. know. But um, what makes it different? For you know you? what? You know, uh, I will say this. So there are out of the women that I've had sex with, there are a very small handful, literally a handful. I guess they would. These would be women. This is going to sound really basic, but if I was to get them pregnant, cool. That was never the intention. If I was to get them pregnant, we can build off of that. So that goes for, I'm going to say their nickname, Skitty. Skitty's one of them. That goes for the seven-year one. That goes for the one from Albany. That goes for my current, you know. If, they got them, if I got them pregnant, my kid was conceived in love, you know, if that makes sense. And it no, sounds it. so backwards. No, 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 I get it. But it's also like, it's so funny because there has been there have been girls that I have just had sexual relationships with, and once I finish, we'll stay in the bed, we'll cuddle up, we'll talk. That's not love, you know, but it's nice. But I it, that's that's a fucking great question, bro. I actually really want to say think about that because I can say I've made love and it's totally different feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like I've made love with this girl, where we had a moment where and I and I and I looked at her and I said, yo. Not to be crass, but she knows me already. I'm like, yo, this is the some of the best pussy I've had in my life. And nothing was different, you know, same amount of whatever, whatever the, the, the feeling was physically. But everything just kind of intertwined, you know, and I think that was making love. Could be wrong by somebody else's right. definition. Right. I've had great pussy that was just a fuck. You know, Serena. I don't say her last name. Serena. That was some of the best. But, but pussy. have you? But have you? Have you had okay. sex with pussy that you thought it was so good it could have been love? Serena. That was, bro. That that that, that was years ago, bro. That was over fifteen years ago. That's some of the best I've ever had, and we only fought like three times. And um, then it was Michelle. I don't mind saying these names because there's a bunch of Michelles and Serena, so it's right, fine. It's and they're not within a circle of right. my people, you know. Um. No, incorrect. There was a girl, this one I won't say her name, but there was a girl in college, a little Colombian chick. My boys won't know who it is, but it's a Colombian chick. She was the one that turned the tables on me. She was like, I don't want a relationship. This is just fun. I turned it into more. And I felt like I loved her and I wanted to be with her, right? This is a girl like I had seen her on campus before. And again, mind you, remember I told you, I don't shoot my shot. And she used to be in my biochem class and biopsych class. And she used to sit behind me, and I would literally sit and look at her. She was so fucking fired to me. Long story short, we ended up linking. She ended up moving to my building. She was neighbors with my best friend, uh, Boogie Jackie, who lived around the corner. So Jackie was my plug. And we ended up linking up. 
the sec this is the first Latina. I don't know if mm-hmm. Colombian is Latina, but it's the first Latina girl Latina. I ever had sex with. This chick, that pussy was so fucking good, bro. I might have misconstrued that as love. That shit was fucking good, my nigga. <laughs> like that shit was fucking incredible, right? And um. Maybe. And then I remember one day I told her, like, I love you in an email. That's how long ago this was. And she was like, nah, we're not doing that. And I said, damn. That was the first time I was a nigga that she told me the contract. I tried to change the terms of the contract. That was the first time I got humbled like that, though. But I don't think I actually loved her because when I think about the most important woman in my life, there's Skitty, there's the seven year, even the one that fucked me up, the one from Albany. That girl destroyed me, bro. Like, emotionally destroyed me, my nigga. Like, excuse me legitimate um, abandonment issues with her. Like, legitimate. This girl fucked me up, but she destroyed me so badly. And I think that was the good part of everything that I was doing up to her, fucking all these girls, this and this. It destroyed me so much that I had to rebuild. Like, the man you met, like, again, me and you have gotten more closer recently. Me, four years ago, was a totally different dude. I was a man boy. And the destruction that that girl caused me really rebuilt me man it re-energized me it made me take some type of accountability to where i was falling short it's not a take from her she had some bullshit with her too but um let me just say this this how you know this nigga show was good because i ended up being the fucking guest on this fucking show (laughs) (laughs) i was trying not to make that happen but i was just all right within my nature so it's hard for me not to be the interviewer i peeped this about three minutes ago but i'm like you know what but yo this is the beauty i say all the time deep thoughts and iron is not an interview it's a conversation right that's what it's about yeah i just want to say man I, i really appreciate you having me on man and um regardless of anything that I've said today is not is not a my intention is not to have offend any man is not to have offend any woman. Yeah. Yo, I love women, bro. I love women. Like, <laughs> you see his I'm, face no, right no, now. No, no, no. I'm dead ass. <laughs> like I love women. I love their skin. Mm-hmm. I love their hair. I mm-hmm. love their eyebrows. I love their eyelashes. Mm-hmm. I love their eyes. I love their real smell. eyelashes for me, bro. I can't like do yo, these. like I really, I really yeah. love women. Bro. Yeah. And I really, at the end of the day, like I really want love to win. You know what I'm saying? Like I really love. I really want men and women to find what it is that they seek. I think. I think. I think. I think there's a man for every woman, and I think there's a woman for every man. Mm. I just think that we're playing um, musical chairs, mm. right? Trying to find the right mm. chair that suits us. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And it's just like. I think the better you understand yourself and mm-hmm. you know yourself and what it is that you want, mm-hmm. the easier it is for you to point out what is and what is not for you, Big right? Fact. And I think that oftentimes people go into relationships looking for themselves and others. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah. they're trying to understand who they are in others mm-hmm. versus understanding who they are within themselves Big and fact. then going out to date others. Right. Does that make sense? It goes back to what you said about a woman can't give me what I can't give myself. Right. If you are unhappy, she's not going to give that to you. Right. You know, if you're right. insecure, right. she's not going to bring she's that not. to you. She's not. I abandoned. need to be happy. I need to be secure, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in order for me to find a woman that's happy and secure. 100%. Does that make sense? You 100%. know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm looking for somebody else to make me happy and for somebody else to, be, to make me secure... I, I'm, I'm gonna be hard pressed mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying oh and then I, you're gonna you're gonna shoot yourself out the gym right you know like right. I, I met a girl named audrey and i did a song about her i actually might start the show with that on my intro with the song i did about her um 
she presented me with something. This was last summer. She presented me with something well, right before summertime. She was cool, dope chick. Mm-hmm. But I think I was more in love with the idea of her. Right. And I was so ready for something different. You know what it was with her? We went out on the first date. She didn't even kiss me. And the fact that she didn't kiss me separated her. And I envisioned a life with her immediately. I was speeding, nigga, like fast. Because she provided me with something different. And I was trying to wife this chick off for the second date, nigga. Damn, man. You said something crazy, man. Talk to me. We'll have to end this and start another one. (laughs) We'll end it on this one. What is that? We'll make that part two. No, you, you said... I fell in love with the image of who I thought she was. Yeah, the idea of her, the what idea she brought. Of her, man. Yeah. I fell in love with the idea. Of Yo, what that she in brought. and of itself is its own episode, man. I think that that's the story of my life, man. I feel Ooh. like oftentimes we see somebody, we view somebody from afar, mm-hmm. and we see the way that they move, we see the way that they interact with others, we see what it is that they do. And we fill in the blanks. Exactly. Right. And we cover we, up the flags. We, we cover we cover the flags, right? We ignore the flags and we fill in the blanks to make them the model of exactly. what it is that we see for ourselves. Exactly. And so we go into chasing them or we go into hollering at them Bro. with already a preconceived notion of who it is that they are right right and then we're trying to chase to prove that that's who they are right and when they mm-hmm. show us that they are not that mm-hmm. we're fighting against mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. right only to then later be burned in the end mm-hmm. and finally accepting and understanding that they are and they were never who it is they that were we built them up to be there were manifestations mm-hmm. of our imagination 100%. bro and so what i've come to learn and i posted this a couple days ago is like i don't see the good in people anymore mm. i see the truth that's Ooh. not to say that i don't see good in people i no, see the, the good in people ugly too but I want to see what it is that you're showing me and what it is that you're saying versus Ooh. what it is that I think I see. That's so key. You know what? Let's end that shit right there. Listen, we barely even stuck on the topic, nigga, but this was beautiful. This is- I appreciate you, man. This is what I want you guys to understand. And I, I, and I know I understand my listenership is mostly women. It's actually like 65% women, which is cool. Ladies, I want you to listen to this and hear me clear. You can disagree with what I said. You can disagree with something that Esso said. But disagree without the emotion. Hear what we were trying to say. We could be dead wrong. I'm not trying to say we're wrong or right. That's not for me to judge. Some things that I'm st- I stand on, there's some things he's going to stand on. But if you have a feeling about something that we've said, feel free to talk to me about it. I'm not going to put you on blast. I want to know your point of view. Young men and women, these are the conversations that mature men have these are the conversations that we have that you may not be privy to you kind of got an inside look at that and even with this there's so much more that we can get into this is going on i'm going to edit this down this won't be the final time but we're already at two and a half hours this felt like 30 minutes to me and these are the conversations that your father has with his friends your brother has with his friends your boy your boyfriend your husband your son We all have these conversations and we're kind of giving you an inside scoop. And you don't have to agree with everything. You know why? Because you're not in the conversation, Mm -hmm. but you're getting an inside look at it. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank my guest, Esso. I'm going to tag him. Do you anything you want to leave 
leave everybody with because we're going to finish that. That last part you just said, we're going to come back to that at some point. Um, the only thing that I'm going to follow up with is that after this episode, I want you guys to come over to my channel when I interview, you know, when I interview Ian on Yo. my side. I am going to have you over and we're going to do this live. We're going to have you on live. Gonna have you on live. Nice. I'm not drinking <laughs> shit. <laughs> We've been sipping on some whiskey but, this whole time. But I already, <laughs> I know you well enough to know when you're going to say something reckless. So I'm going to stop you. Before. But it'll be a controlled reckless. Right, you know right, 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 right. I'm going to be like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to cut you off. Yeah. Right before I even know you're going to say something do that. crazy, I'm going to cut you off. But I feel that. Um, give me a hand signal because I'll be no, like, no, no, no. I, that. That, I feel that you're valuable. Appreciate you know what I'm it, saying, man. and I feel that what it is that you bring to the to the table is important. Um, I know that you had said earlier in the beginning in the introduction that you know I'm very conscientious of what about what it is that I say mm -hmm. and you not so much. Mm -hmm. But I do feel that what it is that you contribute is important because it does make people choose a side, right? You and I wanted to saying? trigger a conversation, right? And right. I'm aware of what I say. I'm right. just not afraid of the backlash. You can right. disagree with me. Right. That's fine. Because that I know in my heart I'm not saying anything to hurt anybody. That part. So I'm fine with that. Yo, I appreciate all the Iron listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, I love you guys. Um, listen to him. He's 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 definitely uh trying to elevate our minds, elevate our consciousness. Um, and I'm in full support of anyone that not, it's not only from my background, you know what I'm saying, my backyard, you know what I'm saying, but people that are beating the odds mm. you know what i'm saying if if you guys been following him long enough and you know his story you guys know that he shouldn't be here mm. you understand what i'm saying and the fact that he is here he has obtained a certain level of status in his life to be able to kind of give back to you guys you know it just kind of speaks about his perseverance you know what i'm saying and so continue to listen uh continue to appreciate this god appreciate this mm. king that he is within his own right you know, and, and I'm just happy to be here within his kingdom to kind of share in this wealth of knowledge. Much love, my brother. This is called, I love this shit, man. I just like when black and Spanish and anybody that is in any kind of predicament, we sit and we have conversations, man. This is what it's all about. It's your man, Ian. Thank you to my guest, ESO, Mr. Esso, Mr. Fashion Man. My man came in here with a Tommy Hilfiger shirt <laughs> with a vest. And a fucking cap on with a fucking president they had, bro. I'm saying I gotta represent by the lo mio, you heard? <laughs> and this is how unfashionable I am. I don't even know what kind of sneakers those are, bro. Yeah, you good, man. We talk about it. We talk about it. <laughs> yo, it's your man, I am peace, yo. Peace, peace.